Hey, everybody. How are we all doing? I'm Michael. I'm joined by Alex, as always. And we're here with another episode of Falling Through Plot Holes, a podcast about video game plot lines and how do you have a tendency to go off the rails. And this is part two of our series on the Chrono series, Chrono Trigger, Chrono Cross, and a little game called Radical Dreamers that's sandwiched in between. And of course, since uh, Matt joined us for the first episode, he's back for the second episode. Matt, how you doing? Oh, God. I'm, I, so this is actually not the same Matt for the previous episode. I'm the alternate universe Matt. Who, oh, no. Yeah, I, the real Matt died 10 years ago. And so now I'm back and I'm here to, I, I live to do a podcast, though. So it's really not all that exciting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hey, listen, you, you gotta you gotta let me in on the secret then. Did did the real Matt get killed by his father who got transformed into a panther demon? No, no, it was is it was, it was just a bad 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 cold. Oh, okay. I mean, you know, that that's like a panther demon in many, yeah. many ways. The the, the, the the panther demon that we all face every year you know mm-hmm. yeah uh, like for me on a roughly six month time frame right right really great it's really great well yeah thank you all for joining us uh, for uh an episode that's going to be oh boy chrono cross <laughs> if mm-hmm. we, it was we already kind of spoiled a little bit of what we're going to be talking about chrono cross goes in some directions that are going to be quite divergent from chrono trigger uh, for those of you who don't remember, Chrono Trigger, a series of a video game that's basically about time travel and changing the future and whatnot, that actually is a relatively co- compact and I'd say not really that complicated of a story. Chrono Cross is not going to be that. <laughs> I, I am looking at charts right now, which one, <laughs> that's wild. Um, mm-hmm. But this chart is um, a chart of all the various timelines that exist and how they intersect, and I'm going to tell you right now, this is absolutely incomprehensible. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's it's hilarious because, like, you figure, like, the to- the game about time travel would be the one where it's like, okay, none of this makes sense, and you kind of are overwrought and trying a little too hard, and they're like, no, 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 we're going to save that for, for the sequel. Don't worry. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's an interesting thing that, like, Stories with time travel tend to be kind of difficult to do, but you can do them. Mm. Stories with multiverses is where it really just starts to hit a wall. Right. Yeah. Yeah, It that is quite true. And it's, it seems like only recently, like as far as like mainstream movies or whatnot, have people figure out how to do that without like getting bogged down essentially right. in their own like creation myths and like sto- and like storytelling backstory and whatnot. Yeah. Uh, like Endgame, Avengers Endgame, I think is a fairly obvious example that they do time travel and like alternate worlds and like it mm. just doesn't really matter. Yeah, all that right. much, You know, it's just like, yeah, they're there. It's fine. Whatever. Don't worry about it. It's, it's, they're, they're doing, they're look at his butt. It's fine. Don't worry about it. Mm-hmm. Um, Chrono Cross is not like that. Every, right. <laughs> everything uh, spirals and ripples and. Uh, it's, it's a lot. It's basically the more complicated you make your causality, the harder of a time you're setting up for yourself. Right. Mm-hmm. Especially when you decide to just kind of like bolt that onto a game that otherwise had a pretty solid start and ending and kind of closed yeah. itself off very, very well. Right. Ah. So, yeah, we're going to be talking about good old Corner Cross today. But before we do that, we got to talk about uh, something that kind of fell in between there. And to start with that, Alex, Matt, 
what do you how do you feel about satellites generally pretty cool until yeah. they you know start to break apart and kill everyone i remember uh like i think that was probably my mom's favorite dave matthews band song hmm. uh satellite she would like just listen to that all the time is that it's what we're song. talking about yeah. i mean sort of we're okay. talking about the dave matthews bands of uh of video game companies and by that i mean nintendo <laughs> I don't know if that analogy holds water. Not at all, but hey, a transition is a transition, and I'm going to take it. I remember when Nintendo's tour bus spray shit everywhere. It was great. Oh, my. What? Uh, yeah, so there was a game. So Chrono Cross is not the first sequel to Chrono Trigger, it turns out. Because it turns out, in the year 1996, Square decided that they were going to release something for a... Fun little add-on to the Super Nintendo called the BS Satella View. Uh, Alex, Matt, have you heard of the Satella View at all? I have. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of similar for people who are not familiar with this, um, who live in North America uh, and grew up during the 16-bit era. It's essentially, this is not, this is true, but also not true. The answer to like Sega's uh, SegaNet. Yeah. Yeah. where it's our second channel, I guess, would be more accurate. Uh, where you could download games and you know put them on this basically temporary RAM cart and you know play th- play like through like really cool games and you could download over the internet and you have I guess pay a subscription service for it. It's great. Mm-hmm. Except with Nintendo, as with anything they do, they decide to go extra hard in a very peculiar direction. <laughs> mm. And a lot of like, just, there's a lot of strange to tell of you stuff. There is. uh, Did we need a like a a Legend of Zelda Link to the Past that you have to play at certain times? And if you (laughs) miss it, then oh well, you missed the live cast recording of Link to the Past. Yeah, I guess you should wait four weeks when we replay this. (laughs) Right. (laughs) And we're only gonna do this three times, so you better be here in four weeks. Yeah, the Satellaview was Nintendo's answer to this, except instead of getting those games over a cable line, you got it via satellites. Wow. And and it was incredibly cool because, as Matt just alluded to, it wasn't just that you would download the game onto like a RAM cart and play it. Since they were using satellites, they could also send you live broadcast as well. What this meant is that you had a lot of games that would have, like, essentially CD-quality music playing alongside of it Mm -hmm. or would have, like, literal radio plays happening during it. Uh, For instance, there were a couple of Legend of Zelda games that came out where, yeah, as Matt said, you would have to play between, like, a certain hour of a certain day. And during that, they would play, like, a one-hour radio broadcast where events would happen at certain moments during that hour. Uh, that would change the game state. You would have to go do that while, while usually like an old Japanese man would yell at you uh, <laughs> yeah. about how you're not doing a good enough job stopping Ganon. It was great. It's also made it incredibly hard to preserve these games. Yeah. <laughs> Although there's actually been a lot of uh, work that's been kind of done in that field. We're, we're kind of getting a little astray, there, astray from this, but the point is mm. that a lot of games ended up being released for this uh, particular service. And one of those was a little game called Radical Dreamers. Uh, Alex and Matt, have you heard of or played Radical Dreamers at all? I have heard of it. I have I not have, played it. I, I am. I mean, spoiler alert for the fact that we are in the post-Chrono Cross re-release timeline. Um, I'm about halfway through it. Hmm. Oh, nice. Nice. Play, playing it right now. Yeah. 
Yeah, as of this recording, last Friday, the Chrono Cross remaster came out and it came with the first English translation, official English translation of Radical Dreamers. So you can now actually play this kind of weird text adventure, uh, visual novel-esque sort of thing uh, that tells a, that acts as a sort of, well, at one point, official sequel to Chrono Trigger, now technically unofficial or at least non-canon sequel. It's an alternate timeline. Let's call it an alternate timeline, yeah. So we're not going to spend a whole lot of time on this, uh, no pun intended, but essentially what happened is that the director of Chrono Trigger wanted to kind of make a sequel to to the game in order to wrap up some story elements that happened in there that just weren't really resolved. So Masato Kado, the uh, director of, of Chrono Trigger, wrote this game, and with mm. the help of uh, Yashinori Misuda, the composer of the first game, Chrono Trigger, they basically threw together this uh, visual novel that tells a pretty compact story. Uh, Just to kind of knock out the story really quick, it is a story of three characters, Serge, Kid, and Magill. And it tells the story of how Serge, a drifting musician, met Kid, this 16-year-old blonde girl, and her erstwhile companion, the mysterious magician McGill, and after three years, they finally go on their most dangerous mission yet to infiltrate the hit, the Viper Manor that is being led, that is basically uh, occupied by this powerful aristocrat named Lynx, who controls a mysterious artifact called the Frozen Flame. And Kid wants to do this in order to get revenge against Lynx for killing essentially her adoptive mother, a woman named Luca. Bum, bum, bum. Bum, bum, bum. Luca's incredible penchant for naming continuing on point, I see. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Listen, she's an inventor. She's not imaginative about it. She found a child in the forest and named it Kid. Yep, pretty much. Yeah. (laughs) It's pretty great. It's pretty great. So you really actually don't get a whole lot of, like, direct references to Chrono Trigger here like all throughout this, it's just sort of here and there. Like they mentioned the um, the army of poor and whatnot, uh, and of course Luca obviously gets name dropped. But mm. as you go through the game and kind of learn more of the backstory of Kid, her as how she was an orphan found by McGill, how they teamed up to be like basically these renowned thieves and whatnot. Uh, they eventually reach Links and battle him over the frozen flame, and we find out that Links is it. Actually, trying actually purposely lured Kid to the Viper Manor because he wants to take a special gift that Kid had from Luca, a time egg, also known as a Chrono Trigger. Because Link says, "Hey, if I get this and the Frozen Flame, I will achieve control over time." Wait, Luca just just gave her a Chrono Trigger? Uh, yeah. Turns out, yeah. Yeah. Is that smart? Uh, well, it turns out, yeah, sort of. Because during this battle, the Chrono Trigger shatters and Kid learns her entire backstory, which is that she's the reincarnation of the Princess Shala of Zeal. And it what? turns out that Magil is <laughs> Magus himself. And he's been traveling around with Kid because he knows that Kid is his sister reincarnated. And he's basically been hanging out just to make sure that she is protected. And like, they managed to defeat Lynx and basically Luca's entire plan was more or less to bring Shala back to life. And now she's back, and so there you go. And she disappears along with uh, Magus to just go and live out the rest of her lives. And, and Serge is just kind of there. 
Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say it feels like Surge doesn't really have a significant part in any of this story. Not in this one. No, he really doesn't. He's basically there just to be the narrator of the entire thing. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And yeah, that's more or less what Radical Dreamers is about. It's basically there just to wrap up like, hey, what happened to Magus and Shala after the end of Chrono right. Trigger? And, and also Luke is dead. The end. Goodbye. Yeah. Also, Luke is dead. And hope cool. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so. Radical Dreamers ended up being this kind of, like, cool little thing. Uh, after you beat it, you actually unlock alternate paths you can take to get, like, really, really silly endings that uh, oh. I, w- I won't really talk about here, but they're they're a lot of fun. They're a lot yeah. of fun to play through. And for the longest time, that was just kind of, like, a nice little wrap-up to Chrono Trigger, which is, like, you know, not the world's most necessary thing, but kind of neat anyways. Right. But then it mm. turns out they wanted to make another one. <laughs> And that leads us to a game released in 1999, Chrono Cross. Man, I I was so I, I like I think this is maybe the first game ever released. Maybe FF8, but probably this one. I would mm. say it's probably this one where I was like on the hype train. Like, yeah, I could see that. Knowing this game was coming out, I'm like, this is a sequel to Chrono Trigger. Are you kidding me? I'm mm. like buying every magazine that's talking about this. I'm like, this is I'm probably on the internet for one of the first times ever, and I'm just like, okay, yes, 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 Chrono Cross. Please, 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 please. Going to mm. school in the library, just looking up information about this game that hasn't come out yet. <laughs> and oh, I was, I was, I had the strategy guide. I had every. Oh, what a game! What a game Chrono Cross is. It is. It is quite the game. Uh, Alex, from my understanding, you've played at least like a little bit of Chrono Cross. Yeah, like probably like an hour or two of it. Mm-hmm. That's all you need. Yeah. Is it? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty much the whole plot, right? It starts you in meter res, so yeah, you know, you at least know what's happening halfway through the story. Oh yeah, it does, huh? Yeah, it totally does. It totally does. But we'll get to that in a second. That so, opening is nonsense. Yeah. Yes, it is. Oh, it's so good. It never, it never kind of becomes not nonsense either. Okay, yeah, true. That's no, yeah. it really doesn't. So, Matt, as somebody who's played through the entire game, what are your, like, thoughts on Chrono Cross just as, like, a game? Um. Well, it's pretty fun to play. Mm. Um. I mean, like, if there's one thing to remember about Chrono Cross, it's... Uh, what a what a cool presentation you know yes like, it's a it's a genuinely um unique rpg setting in the sort of tropical archipelago mm-hmm. um incredible soundtrack yeah Inca- absolutely like, incredible if, if, if I, there I was one thing that. that like makes it a sequel to chrono trigger it's that plus like you could argue that some of chrono cross's soundtrack is better I was about to say that. It's like, you yeah. could actually make that argument that Chrono Cross's soundtrack mm. is better. Like, I, I, I prefer Chrono Trigger's soundtrack, but, like, mm. I think, like, if someone wanted to say Chrono Cross is a better soundtrack, I'm like, yeah, you're, it's valid. It's valid. Mm. Yeah, like, like free, especially free of nostalgia, just side by side. Mm-hmm. I'm like, so I don't have a hugely in-depth knowledge of both, but I were if I were to place, like, Battle with Magus side by side with Time Scar... Mm-hmm. Yeah, like, yeah. Mm, that's a close freaking race. Yeah, I was, that's... I was actually like playing through Radical Dreamers, s- really surprised to find out how much of Radical Dreamers music gets reused in mm. Chrono Cross. Oh yeah, like just the, like the main battle theme is yeah. all present all throughout that game, and like yeah, 
I, was I think like, a little wow, bit of time okay. scars in there. Yeah, it's yeah. yeah, it's neat. It's really really um, neat. It Hunter is. Cross's opening is just so good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Corridors and... of Time is really good, but who oh, Time of the Dream Watch? Right, yeah. right. Mm. And then like there's this sort of past like not pastel but like very like tropical co- mm-hmm. painted art style that yeah a lot of yeah the, the backdrops have. are really well yeah. done um, yeah and, and like even, yeah good oh yeah and like even like the um like the actual like character models and whatnot mm-hmm. and that and like uh other elements that are in there are incredibly well done even for like square standard which square had a very high standard back in that yes. day right yeah and like to the point that like the playstation kind of struggles to do yeah. what it needs to do with that. But weirdly yeah. enough, like they, but they use it in a way that actually works for it. Like the weird slowdowns that happen in battle and whatnot right. actually kind of add almost a cinematic element to it. Yeah, it feels dramatic. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, it would be nice if it ran a little higher than 15 FPS, but... Oh, I mean, certainly, but... You know, do, do what you gotta PlayStation's do. PlayStation's trying. Yeah, and apparently so is my PC in 2022 remastered. Well. Anyway... <laughs> Emulation technology, right? Oh, and I, I also man. think the battle system is kind of cool. It is. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. The the element system that where you're controlling the color of the field, where you're you know everyone has these different styles of elements that you can equip and unequip, um, to the point where that even becomes like part of the storyline later on. Mm-hmm. It's kind of neat. Yeah, and, like, even, like, the stamina system, like, for your attacks, or, like, even, like, leveling up in that game, where it's it's all just related, like, okay, did you beat the boss? Okay, cool, you're gonna get stat-ups for, like, the next three battles, but after that, don't bother grinding, you don't need to, Mm -hmm. it's okay. Right, and at the end of the day, like, Chrono Trigger's battle system is really cool and simple, but, I mean, it's not too different from, you know, the ATB and Final Fantasy. Yeah. Um, We're Chrono Cross, I don't think there's much like it, like... There really isn't. Xenogears has a, some similarities, um, mm-hmm. but not really. Yeah. No, totally, totally. So, yeah, like, overall, very positive impression of the, this game. And I think that's kind of how I feel about it, too. I've stuck with basically the same thought for the, about the past 10 years or so that, or actually even more than that, that Chrono Cross is a great game. It is a bad Chrono Trigger sequel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that yeah. seems to be the impression I get from most Chrono fans. So mm-hmm. just just to briefly, I guess, talk about my first impressions of the game is like, yeah. I think the first time I heard about Chrono Cross was in an, the EGM review of it, the Electronic Gaming Monthly review. That oh, was like, yeah. This, very, this very is one. the greatest RPG ever. I'm like, okay, that sounds cool. And then I played it at a friend's house. And the main thing I came away with is it was like the pinnacle of Square Enix's or Squaresoft's presentation on the yeah. PS1. Because, like, we just started that and watched the intro, and I was like, this is the greatest thing ever. Mm-hmm. This, is, this is the most amazing, this is the most amazing of video games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no, and totally. Then, yeah. And then played it for, like, two hours and like, yeah, this is cool. This is fun. <laughs> yeah, totally, totally. It, it's, it feels like a culmination of everything Square did up to that point for the PlayStation. Yeah. And this story of its development is... Honestly, something we're not going to talk a whole lot about because honestly, the development of this was rather standard for Japanese development at the time. Uh, no real dream team involved in this. A lot of the people involved with like the Final Fantasy and Dragon Quest series, uh, you know, Sakaguchi and whatnot, were just not really involved in this at all. 
by this time, Sakaguchi had gone to Hawaii to make movies. Yeah. Indeed he is. Yeah, he was doing something else that yeah. we'll probably do a podcast episode on. That worked point. out really well. <laughs> but it, yeah. Oh, it only almost bankrupted a company. It's fine. It just That happens at Square a lot. It turns out. <laughs> sometimes Sakaguchi saves him, sometimes he doesn't. You know, yep. he's a mixed bag. Yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so... Uh, a lot of the key people f- who were involved in Chrono Trigger, like once again, the director Masato Kato uh, was on this as well. And of course, uh, the composer Yashinori Mitsuda was was involved also. So probably the two most important people arguably were, were yeah. in on this. They're going to make some very well, I, I guess I shouldn't say this for Mitsuda because he's, he's just a composer of this. But for the people who designed this game. They're going to make some very interesting decisions as far as what they're going to do for an RPG. Now, we allude to some of these, like the battle system is completely different. Uh, how magic works. You use elements that you equip so they can only use once per battle. Right. Uh, probably the biggest change they did is... Uh, Alex, what do you think is the ideal amount of party members that should be in a video game, like an RPG? Between 7 and 10. Between 7 and 10. Yeah, you know, that good, sounds yeah. pretty good. Uh, yeah. How about 45? <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I feel like you might not have the time or bandwidth to flesh out all those characters and the interesting <laughs> people. You're right. You'd be correct. <laughs> yeah, yeah. For one reason or another, they decided that they were going to have 45 bespoke characters, all of whom can be recruited to your party, and. All of whom can't be gotten in one playthrough, so you actually have to play through the game three times in order to get everybody. I, it See, reminds me of, yeah, go ahead. I feel like if that's the path you're going to take, you could just have, like, eight characters, but, like, four or five variations on each of them, depending on the timeline. That effects. actually sounds awesome. That sounds really That cool. actually is not a bad idea, yeah. It reminds me of Final Fantasy VI's development. Mm-hmm. where people were just sort of throwing a bunch of ideas at the wall, and then Sakaguchi was like, all right, what if we just do all of it? And everyone just kind of develops their own character storylines, and then we mash them all together. Mm-hmm. And people were like, yeah. And so Chrono Cross is like a bunch of people saying, yeah, I so I made this clown skeleton. Can we put him <laughs> in the game somehow? And they're like, yeah, sure. How? I don't, I don't care. <laughs> what's, what's his primary motivation? He's his a clown pro- skeleton. <laughs> Yeah, he got ate by a dragon, and his bones got scattered all over the islands. And then you form him back together, and he's like, Rad, I'm going to follow you around to, to like, find, I, I think, my I guess family. Now's, now's the time to talk about some of these characters, because they don't oh, matter yeah. to the plot. Yeah, like, actually, I was, yeah, was going to ask uh, Matt, Alex, do you want to know about all 45 characters <laughs> in a condensed way of yeah. Chrono Cross? Yes, please. Yeah. All right. I'm not going to bother giving you names for half of these. I'm just going to sure. give you descriptions. I'm, I'm going to see so, if I can remember their names from the descriptions you give. Okay, I, I, I recruited every character. All right, I'll be interested to see how many of these you get. Um, a stoned weed doctor. <laughs> oh, God, what was that guy's name? Is His that... name's Doc. That's, guy, that's right. Oh, my, that guy sucks. He's, yeah, that guy sucks. He's terrible in battle. There's no reason to have him. He is. A baby dragon. Oh, that's Draggy. That's Draggy. A pirate. <laughs> that's Fargo. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a, wa- a walking fungus man. 
fun fun guy. <laughs> Name fun guy. Oh my god. He rules. He rules. He's a guy who went to the forest like get mushrooms, and then he got so many mushrooms it turned him into a mushroom. And he's like, yeah. I can I can never go back to my family now. Like, let me join your party. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sir just, just like cool dude. Oh no, Alex! It gets better. It gets better. All right. Uh, there's a incredibly strong swordsman, probably the second best party member of the game, but you can oh. only get if you're intentionally a dick to a 16-year-old girl. Oh, <laughs> that's Glenn, right? That is Glenn. Yes, yeah. he's intentionally named after Frog as well. Yeah. A Mexican luchador priest. My favorite character in the game. That's Greco, man. <laughs> that's Greco. Yeah, he's, 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 he, he runs this like graveyard, and mm-hmm. he's like, I'm here to pray for all the lost souls. And he's also a luchador with a mask on for some reason, and it's not really yeah. explained why, because there are no other luchadors in the world. And he's mm-hmm. like, let me join your party. And then you're just like, cool. Yep. Like, that's it. He has no motivation to join your party. Not at all. He just is like, hey, how's it going? And he's like an early character, too. You you get him like pretty early on, mm-hmm. and he's just there. And the best part is, uh, Alex, is that there's going to be characters with even less motivation to join you. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> so next character is a blue cyborg uh do, do you want to guess what his name is alex is it cyborg it's, kinda... it's cyborg backwards okay it's grobic grobic okay yep a character who is totally not magus yeah that's 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 gill right oh yeah right. guile in this game but yeah guile, that's right yeah yeah he was supposed to be magus and they decided last minute actually no we're not going to. Yeah, do they're that. like, what? If, what if we had a character that didn't matter to the story? That'd be cooler, right? Yeah, so. no, it's like, sure, I guess. Okay, so they had Magus, and then they had Magil, and that was Magus, and mm-hmm. then they had Gil, but that wasn't Magus, right? Yeah, basically, Gil is just no one. Gil is just no one. And in Japan, his name is Alf, which is like short for Alphador the cat, which was Magus's mm-hmm. cat in Chrono Trigger. So yeah, there's still a lot of like connections, but they're like, yeah, no, we don't want to focus on this guy. Yeah, no, not at all. Why would we want to do that? Yeah, a cloud lady who is incredibly important to the story. <laughs> Wait, a cl- oh, that's Harl. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's just like, uh, there's like there's four cl- there's like two or three clouds in this game. Why are there so many clowns? There are actually a lot of clowns in this game. Square Enix really likes clowns. I don't understand. <laughs> they really do. The sister, the mermaid sister-in-law to the pirate guy. <laughs> oh, God. is that, That's not Zelbess, right? No, she died. Uh, it's that's Irene's. Right. Irene. I, her name was, why is she Irene's? Why is she Good multiple question. people? What are we doing? <laughs> I don't know. A, a bunny girl monster trainer. Oh, okay. yeah. She runs the monster arena. Is that Oroha? Uh, Janice. Janice. Okay. Oroha is someone different. Yeah. Uh, the Arcadia Dragoons, which include a guy named Karsh with long hair, a man who screams all the time and wears no shirt. <laughs> he only speaks in all caps and he's the, he rules. <laughs> he's so and, good. Oh, yes. And a nine-year-old girl who is, like, apparently the most dangerous person on the island. Yeah. And has murdered many people. Cool. Mm-hmm. Love uh, that for Mercy. Indeed. A kid who's obviously going to be important. We'll talk about later. A family of chefs, <laughs> including the, a mom, a dad, a dipshit son, and they're not, and his seven-year-old sister. <laughs> so, so like Korcha, Orcha, Porcha, and whatever is that them? 
Korcha, Orcha, Macha, and Mel. Who are all terrible. They are they're, all terrible. They're all just not worth recruiting. But you have to have... They're, they're mm-hmm. the people you have to do multiple playthroughs for, right? Or some uh, of them. Yes, one of them. Yeah. Yeah. And this one's easily the youngest character next. A six-year-old cave woman who may or may not be Ayla's mob. Right? Yeah. Um, uh, like, Leah. And yeah. she is, like... I guess they just wanted to have Ayla in the game, kind of? Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. Your girlfriend. <laughs> Lena. <laughs> yep. Uh, a character whose name Lucia and looks like Luca, but is in no way related to Luca. Right. She gets like a letter from mm-hmm. Luca at one point and again, has no purpose, but you can recruit her. Yeah, you can. Uh, literally the main bad guy in the game as well. You can also recruit him. Uh, yeah. Well, you become him later. Right. Okay. Uh, we'll talk about that sure. one. That's important. Yeah. Uh, the captain's weird half-human, half-mermaid child who's also a rock star and his girlfriend backup dancer. <laughs> Nikki and Mickey. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a voodoo doll Rad. come to life. Yes! Mojo, baby. Mm-hmm. I think he comes to life because you, like, talk to him multiple times. He's like, please leave me alone. And then you don't leave him alone. He goes, fine, I'll join your party. And, and he actually does have a little bit of storyline hmm. because you can make him realize that voodoo dolls are like bad for people and he's like oh well i'm gonna become the voodoo doll that's good for people and he changes his name to mojoy yes right yes but the 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 real best thing is in japan his name is happy dan wow (laughs) oh that's a good name (laughs) it is it's really good oh man they should have left that yeah (laughs) uh oh this character is really good uh a cute little flower child who, when he's born, thinks Serge is his dad. Oh, Yeah. <laughs> is that... Uh, it sucks I, that there's two plant people. There are two plant people in this game, yes. Because <laughs> there's, like, Turnip. Mm. Who's a and turnip. A, this one's Neophio. Ne- yeah, yeah, Neophio. Who mm. is, like... He, Neophio is... Is that the one that you can, like, evolve? Uh, that's another... Is- that's another character There's that a, you unlock. Why are there so many characters? <laughs> <laughs> oh no! It, it, once again, it just gets better from here because okay, well, this next character, this next character is like easily the most normal-looking person and most normal-named person in the entire game. Norris. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. He, he's part of Poor's army. Okay. Uh, a character who's literally just Rainbow Mika from Street Fighter. Oh god, that's <sighs> that's Oral Ha, right? That is Oral Ha, yes. Yeah. Which I guess maybe more well, mm, Street Fighter Alpha 3 came out in the same year, so never mind. It, it could be interchangeable. Who like she if I remember correctly, Oral Ha doesn't have like an alternate world counterpart for no reason. Or no, she has <laughs> a twin sister that exists in an alternate world, but not in the, her world. Which doesn't make any sense because they're twins. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, it's, it's great. Uh, a character who's a fake knight, but actually is very cowardly. Oh, okay. yeah, Pierre. <laughs> a Moogle, essentially, whose name is Pip, who can evolve throughout the game, depending on choices you make. It doesn't matter to the story. Like... It doesn't. You know who also doesn't matter to the story? A talking pink dog who's just in your village for some reason that you can recruit. Who, who speaks with a, a like very pronounced lisp. 
Is, yep. Is that one named Poochie? Poshul, actually. Poshul, okay. It's close. <laughs> uh, the old man mayor of said Toud, who's actually kind of a badass. Yeah, he rules. He's great. Razzly, the forest sprite. <laughs> sure. Sure. General Viper and his daughter. Yeah. Okay. Once again, Matt's favorite character, Skelly the Clown Skeleton. <sighs> what a what a great character who exists. <laughs> uh, uh Sneff the the magician with a buck tooth and a gambling problem. He's like a he's like a dirty stage magician. Mm-hmm. But like he oh, also great. has real magic. I think he like mm-hmm. turns you into cats at one point. He does, yes. Yes. Uh, Sprig, who basically is sort of like the leader of the demi-humans, or like like an elder of them. Yeah. Starkey, the alien, who's should not be important, and yet somehow is incredibly <laughs> important. Yeah, Starkey's one of the one of the few characters who is actually important to the plot, and mm-hmm. also he's like a little. He looks like one of the aliens from Toy Story a little bit. He does. Oh. <laughs> Except he's blue and, like, has a normal, like, gray alien face. Um, he's wonderful, though. Mm-hmm. I, the dragon priestess. Okay. A, t- a turnip that you literally pick out of the ground, and then it decides it's going to be a knight, and also calls itself turnip. <laughs> I mean, that's okay. all you need. Welcome to Chrono Cross. Yeah, yeah okay, a, yeah. A, a little boy named after Vincent Van Gogh. Mm-hmm. And a blacksmith. And that's all the characters. That took longer than expected. (laughs) Okay, I need to take the briefest of tangents to talk about my favorite JRPG of all time, Skies of Arcadia. Skies of Arcadia has about probably what I would say 20 to 30 party members. Hmm. The thing is, it actually has six. Yeah. And the other 25 to 30 are effectively equipment for your ship because you are a sky pirate with a sky mm-hmm. pirate ship and the rest of those characters are crew and yeah. they're great i yeah. love each and every one of them <laughs> but their role in the game is essentially to be like hey i'm gonna join your crew and your main character is like that's rad please join my crew and then they do <laughs> and you can assign them to positions in your ship yeah, it's like the squeak it in sort of thing, where it's like, yeah, you're yeah. recruiting, like, this cool team, but you're only actually using a few of those characters so they can write bespoke dialogue instead of doing right. what they do in this game, which is, oh, Alex, this is really good. I, I think ha- I know what you're going to talk about, yep. Yeah, everyone has these same lines, except what they do is that there is a dynamic system to give each of them different, like, accents and whatnot. <sighs> so oh, good. This- so Harl, the Harlequin, talks with a heavy French accent. Um, like um, uh, our Mexican luchador friend just says amigo at the end of every sentence. <laughs> <laughs> Poshel, the, Poshel the dog's like ridiculous, like, hey, Thurgy, how are you doing? And like, mm-hmm. there's just, like, thuff added at the end of every sentence, but like, she'll say a dramatic line. Mm-hmm. It's like, what, what are we doing? This is great. It's wonderful. It seems we have traveled to different dimensions, and, we're, and you're dead here, Surge. Sure. Yeah, it's great. It's absolutely great. So yeah, they decided to do that, and so because of that, like some of these characters are really fleshed out. Like Glenn's very mm. fleshed out, for instance. Right. Others, once again, like Turnip, are not. And so it leads to this thing where uh, 
it, it it makes it almost like unnecessary that well it does make it unnecessary that all these characters are in there and it seems like almost irrelevant whether or not you actually recruit them or not all right sure and like i always go back and forth to whether or not i actually like it or not um it's interesting mm-hmm. um like it always made me think as a kid i'm like okay cool so oh yeah i do have that scientist lady who i never use is she just like sitting somewhere like talking to that fairy i also don't use mm-hmm. and that little cook kid that i also don't use and that blacksmith <laughs> guy i also don't use and that stage magician i also don't like are they just <laughs> hanging out somewhere like because i just kind of derailed their whole lives from my mission um <laughs> right why did just they had him, me just had him go hang out in a room with like norris and the weird alien right and they're just like chilling Mm. <laughs> yeah it's 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 interesting it's an interesting system they came it up is, with it is interesting i again i feel like it would have been better if most of them weren't party members in the traditional sense but they had something else right because like fun characters are fun yeah just being like plucking a turnip out of the ground is like i'm gonna be a knight and follow you across the world and like okay yeah, plucky turnip knight Mm-hmm. I like your spunk. Yeah. But I don't I don't want you with me in the climactic moment of this multiverse drama. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I want you to watch from the sidelines, please. Yeah, you you get to pick your final party, of course. Mm-hmm. And so like your party could be the living voodoo doll and the little alien. Mm-hmm. And like <laughs> Sure, man, if you want it to be. Like, they don't matter, but yeah, go for <laughs> but it. But why not? Sure, I guess. Yeah, yeah, I just I just want the mom to be there for the final battle, you know? Oh, yes, the mom cook, yes. Mom cook and girlfriend hanging out here. Let's do this. Mom cook and girlfriend are going <laughs> to save reality. I, I, like, like you were talking about with Skies of Arcadia, right? It's a great mm. example. Um, like you recruit these characters, but they have an effect on the world almost right. rather than, rather than, you know, they're just like another option for your party or, right. um, like Suikoden, um, obviously like you recruit characters and then they like staff your castle, which is kind of cool. Yeah. You know? Um, this, I recruited a cool luchador priest and I mean, did I take him along with me? Yes. He's a cool luchador priest, but like. Uh, what's he doing? <laughs> you know? Yeah, why is he here? Why is he here? Like, I, I saved a little a little kid from being berated by his father so he could live out his art dreams, and then he joined my party. And I don't even know how that helps him live out his art dreams. What is he doing? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And, like, yeah, you, you were pointing out that, like, in Suikoden, they staff your castle. What are these guys doing? Like, what is the in-room yeah. For an average Chrono Cross party, look like like you you have to you have to reserve ahead of time. You, have to, <laughs> you do just like yeah. sixteen people roll up on an inn. <laughs> you're like, yo, we need beds. <laughs> you stop by an inn in a city, and then they're like, okay, well, one night is going to be four point five million <laughs> gold. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, um, that's a lot. Yeah, you got have a, lot a lot of drags to kill now. I guess right. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah, what it ends up coming down to is that there are maybe four or five party members who actually matter. Right. Right. And then a lot of fluff in there. If you could, like, switch your characters out at any time, that would be cool. 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or alternately, if this were just like a Musou game and you could just like <laughs> <laughs> have so many ridiculous characters that you don't know what to do with and just start smashing things. Mm-hmm. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, so for the purposes of the plot, we're probably not going to talk about the vast majority of these characters, right. except for like when they briefly come up. Uh, but with that, I think it's time we jumped into the plot of Chrono Cross. Let's do that. So we're going to go ahead and start with exactly how the game starts out, and then we'll kind of like start fleshing out things from there. So the game literally starts you out with a cutscene of you looking at this giant tower, and then... Like it spins, the camera spins around the tower, and you go inside as you come up uh, a elevator, and out pops our party members: Surge, Kid, and then one of the random forty-five of the characters you can have. <laughs> yeah, it's it's com- I believe it's completely random. It is, yeah. Uh, there's yeah. a few characters you can't get, like you can't have like a General Viper, for instance. Sure. But but there's still like a good pool of twenty characters that can be selected. So it could be anything from like, oh, Glenn's here, that's great, to why is the weird forest sprite or dog here? This is okay. Tone setter. Mm-hmm. So you run through this tower uh, while all while Surge is acting very strange, and everyone's like, "Hey, what's are you, you doing? Okay?" And you get to this giant, giant door, and as Surge goes to open this door, all of a sudden, like memories flash to his head, specifically of Kid on the ground in a pool of blood, Surge looking evil and holding a bloody knife, a panther, a panther growl. And then Surge passes out. He then wakes up at home. His mom wakes him up and says, hey, you need to get up. It's like noon. Opens the <laughs> windows. Basically, it's a nice call back to Chrono Trigger. And right. you're told that your girlfriend is waiting for you down the pier. And you need to go talk to her. So our story begins with good old Surge. And he's living on the set of islands called the El Nido Archipelago. Uh, the El Nido Archipelago is a chain of islands that are off of the southern coast of the Xenon continent, basically uh, the continent where Guardia was, Poor is. And it takes place in the year of tw- uh, 1020 AD. So Guardia fell in 1005, Poor now rules everything, and the main people who like rule this particular island chain are the Arcadia Dragoons, a militaristic uh, family that is run by General Viper and his mm. uh, soldiers. So Surge goes down to the goes down and finds uh, his girlfriend, Lean, uh, Lena, I should say. And she's like, hey, you need to go get me some shells so I can make a necklace. <laughs> go to this beach. Go and murder things. And so you go and do that. And then you meet Lean, Lena on the beach. And you talk about, hey, man, what if it's like if like you made decisions back in your life that were not what you wanted to make and you decided to make a different decision? What would have happened? That'd be crazy. It'd be like there'd be a different dimension, right? Well, sure, Lena. That, yeah. She's just yeah. really high. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. So Surge hears all this and then immediately starts to get very, very woozy. And all of a sudden, he seemingly falls through the beach and, like, passes out. He wakes up um, and is, like, woken up by, like, a villager. It's like, hey, we found you just kind of hanging out here on this beach. Uh, don't know who you are, but... There's this village called Arnie Village. You should come and hang out and just recuperate. And that's the name of like Surge's like hometown. He's like, well, mm. okay, well, whatever. I'll just go back there. So Surge goes back to his home, but he finds out that uh, first off, nobody knows who he is, and two, there was somebody whose name was Surge, and he died ten years prior. Ooh. Like what a what a good setup. It's mm-hmm. a really good setup. 
Yeah. I, I yeah. remember being really impressed by that. Yeah, like, it's like, okay, rad. Like, you meet up with, uh, well, I guess it's not your girlfriend in this dimension. She's like, right. yeah, no. Serge is, like, tombstone's up on this cliff. He should, if you want proof that he's dead, it's up there. And so you go to this tombstone, and yeah, it says, here lies Serge. And it's like, oh, wow, that's crazy. When you do that, two members of the Arcadia, well, three members of the Arcadia Dragoons walk up behind you. Karsh and two cartoon characters by the name of Salt and Pepor. <laughs> Oh, square. <laughs> mm-hmm. So they immediately go like, ah, so yes, General Lynx said you would be here, Surge. We're here to capture you and take you back to Lynx. And so Surge is like, I, what? I don't want this at all. But thank for, for him, an Australian talking blonde 16-year-old shows up by the name of Kid. <laughs> and with her help, you manage to knock out the Arcadia Dragoons and escape. And so Kid's like, hey, listen, I have a vendetta against Lynx. Yo, he messed with my family a long time ago, and I want to steal an artifact from him called the Frozen Flame. It's important, though, that that listener, as you're listening to uh, the explanation of Kid's storyline here, you remember the accent system, Mm -hmm. and remember that she's actually saying, Oi, Serge, we gotta go find the Frozen Flame. I gotta get me revenge against Lynx. Because she has the most ridiculous <laughs> accent for a main character. Yeah. Yes. And she easily, is, of all the side characters, is going to have some of the most dialogue. So you're going to be hearing that Australian accent a lot. A lot. Yeah. <laughs> Oi, mate, we got to really give, stab that bug of Lynx real hard with this didgeridoo knife. That's great. <laughs> it's absolutely great. I cannot do an Australian accent. But anyways. so it wasn't bad. Oh, yeah, thank right. you. Yeah. Yeah. All right. You know, I feel better about myself. <laughs> so, kid wants to do this big old heist at Viper Manor, you know, home of the, Ar- the the Cadia Dragoons and whatnot, and where Lynx is currently at. So, Lynx apparently showed up from the mainland at some point in the past and basically impressed General Viper an awful lot. Uh, specifically, he warned him that Poor was going to invade the uh, El Nido Islands and basically displace them. And has been helping them build their defenses ever since. So because of that, he's gotten like kind of like a high place in uh, El Nido society. Right. And so he's basically just living at the manor now, more or less as his king. So Kid wants to sneak in there. But in order to do so, we're going to need some help. And so that's where you recruit one of three different party members in order to do that. Uh, such as, you know, you can get Guile and essentially recreate the Radical Dreamers team, or you can get uh, two other idiots that we're not going to talk about. (laughs) (laughs) So you end up sneaking in to Viper Manor at night, and you kind of like have to do a bunch of things. You have to defeat like a possessed chef who's been made evil and and whatnot. It's a hell chef. He is a hell chef. Yeah. Who you later learn is actually he's a really nice guy, later a party member. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and also a random cyborg from Poor. Mm. <laughs> Who's not a nice guy, but also a party member. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so while you're going through this, you're kind of learning the history of the El Nido Islands, and eventually you stumble upon the Manor's Library, where you meet a mysterious old man who calls himself the Prophet of Time. That seems important. And he, yeah. And he's like, oh, hey, you're Surge? Oh, I've heard about you. Yeah, I just want to let you know that uh, 10 years ago, something really strange happened and the universe got split into two dimensions. Kind of strange, huh? Anyways, mm. I bet you if you keep on your journey, you're going to find out what's going on here. 
And so, like, this man is dressed like nothing like the rest of the dragoons and whatnot. Like, he's in, like, blue, like, right. flowery robes and whatnot. And just seems to have, know a lot more that's going on. Definitely is not going to be an important character going forward. No, mm-hmm. not at all. So, eventually, you get up to the top floor and you confront Lynx. So Lynx is a man who wears all black everything and is also also a anthropomorphic panther demon. Cool. Yeah. And so he sees Surge there. He's like, ha ha, Surge, I've been waiting for you. I've been has waiting for he? you. He has, actually. Yeah. He's been wanting to meet Surge for a long time, you see. But Surge has been dead for 10 years, so yeah. it's kind of rough. Yeah. Kind of rough. Makes and it's it hard. Yes. And it turns out he wanted to meet up with Surge because Surge is something called a Chrono Trigger. It's, okay. It's a cool cutscene. It is he, a cool cutscene. He's like, uh, he calls him the assassin of time. And I was mm. like, Ooh. that rules. What? That's so metal. That's kind of sick. Yeah. <laughs> calls, yeah. He calls you the assassin of time, the Chrono Trigger. And you're like, I, what? That's, That's called that. Okay. The Chrono Trigger is that rules. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, he wants to kidnap you for some reason. He's he's still not exactly letting on why, but yo, know, kid's like not gonna have any of that. Also wants to get her revenge. Right. So you end up getting into a fight with Lynx and he just bodies you. Okay. And so you decide to escape, but not before he throws a poison dagger that strikes Kid and renders her unconscious and on the verge of death. Which will so be you, kind of a recurring theme for her. Yeah. She, 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 she has a tendency. She, she gets stabbed a lot, yeah. She gets stabbed a lot. She gets rendered, like, unusable for long periods of time. Uh, despite kind of being your secondary main character. Because mm. I was like, oh, sta- stabbed by a poison dagger. Is that, like, the dagger from Surge's vision? Uh, maybe? It not, might not, be. It's not exactly not quite. the same. Not stabbing. exactly. It, it's it's but... the first of many such stabbings. Okay. Yeah. Many daggers will follow. Mm-hmm. Many, many daggers. Yes. So you end up like retreating back to this like little port town and uh, meet a bunch of other really, really dumb characters and are given a choice like, okay, we need to cure a kid. The only way to do so is to go and defeat the last remaining Hydra and, and you know, get its venom in order to make mm-hmm. a cure that will fix kid. And this is what the weed doctor tells you. You meet weed doctor here. Okay. Now you can make a choice. You can actually like do this and miss out on literally the best party member in the game who actually has a ton of backstory and is actually kind of important to like the like secondary arc of like the Arcadia, the Acadia dragoons and whatnot. Oh, uh, or you can just choose to help kid uh, or yeah, or you can choose to help kid and like not get him. But you do, you do another like dungeon area and you get some other characters. You do. Kid. Um, you, ha- you actually do get like a very good magic user. Uh, you get Razzy that way, but yeah, I'm disappointed. You can't recruit the Hydra. I am too. <laughs> Chr- Chr- Chrono, Chrono Cross, Chrono Break will be able to recruit the Hydra, right? Yeah. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so for the purposes of this, we're going to go with Surge decides to save Kid instead of not saving Kid, and then Kid just gets healed arbitrarily. Oh, okay. So you end up going to the Hydra Marshes, and it turns out like in the Hydra Marshes, like a bunch of like very industrial gnomes live. And after you just... Dis- you know, destroy the Hydra and whatnot. The gnomes were like, oh, because you destroyed the Hydra, the swamps are now going to die and become, like, acid. And now we're going to have to leave. You humans, how dare you? How dare you always ruin the environment, no matter where you go? You're nothing but destroyers. Unlike us, children of the planet. 
Dang, they literally, dude. They, they literally just, like, threw this at you right right at that uh -huh. moment. Okay. Like, I mean, you don't have to, like, talk to the player like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, we know. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1999. <laughs> we know. Okay? We fucked up, all right? We, we already played Fall Fantasy VII. Exactly. We get it. Exactly. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm, I'm three years into my eco-terrorist phase, okay? <laughs> mm -hmm. Also, did, like, did it never come up that Serge's mission was to destroy the Hydra before he went out to destroy the Hydra? Were the gnomes ever like, hey, don't do not do that, though. That's going to ruin the swamp. No, the gnomes were too busy, like, looking evil mm. and, like, trying to eat fairies. Yes. Oh. Oh, yeah, yeah. No, after you do this, they literally invade another island as home of fairies and then start murdering all the fairies and then blame you for it. Right. I see. And then the fairies also blame you for it. It's great. Don't worry. The, the Earth hates mankind, which is the complete opposite message as the one in Chrono Trigger. Mm -hmm. right. Um, in which like the entity of the earth is like you're is helping you, um, but also is a recurring message in this game. <laughs> yeah, this game has a very strong humans are ruining the environment message that was yeah. prevalent in a lot of well, a lot of media in the late nineties for right. Well, let's be fair, good reasons. Right. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, so you kill this viper, you get his venom, uh, you cure kid, and then you find out that. Because Poor is about to invade, Lynx and the rest of the Acadia Dragoons have retreated to this tower called Fort Dragonia, built by the ancient Dragonians, who are now an extinct race. Uh, and like, the only way to get through there is to go through a volcano that's full of lava. So you actually have to go to these um, this island, the Water Dragon Islands, which is where the gnomes end up uh, genociding a bunch of fairies and blaming you for it. Cool. In order to talk to the Water Dragon... One of six drag elemental dragons that have existed since time immemorial. And the dragons are so cool, and they help you so much. They're really great. Mm-hmm. Now, the problem is, is that in the dimension you're in, the water dragon doesn't exist. Right. It exists oh. in the home dimension, which is where Serge is originally from. But good news, since he's the Chrono Trigger, if he goes back to the beach, he can travel between the different dimensions. Okay. Kind of cool. So, yeah, yeah, so that's what he does. He does. He travels to the other dimension. He goes and gets... Uh... But yeah, you end up um, doing all that. So now all throughout this, you are being constantly accosted by a, a cloud lady, a Harlequin, by the name of Harl. Now, okay. you first beat Harl back in Viper Manor, where she just says a bunch of things in a French accent that's very cryptic about how, oh, Serge is very interesting. I wonder what's going to happen when he meets Lynx. And it seems to be like guiding you down a certain path. Mm -hmm. She's also incredibly in love with you on first sight, essentially. Okay, right. yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. And so she's like basically like able to like teleport around and is like, yeah, maybe you should go and do X thing to help with the plots. Like it's like letting on more than she knows. Mm -hmm. And but also, you just, gotta, you absolutely just listen her. to her. You just do what yeah. she says. For <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> yeah, and she seems to be like the right hand woman to Lynx as well. So. You go to Fort Dragonia, you ascend up the tower and whatnot, which is the tower you see at the start of the game. And eventually you make it to the main chamber, where you run into General Viper, the leader of the Acadia Dragoons, and Lynx. So they're make, there to, of course, make their last stand against Poor. But Lynx has other plans, and those plans are, he's going to stab General Viper in the back. Okay. And now he reveals his real plan, which is, he is going to use this thing this device at the Fort Dragonia in order to switch bodies with you, Surge. Why? He's like a panther demon. 
Oh, you're just a kid. Yeah, he wants your kid body. Don't worry about it. It's not weird. Yeah, don't worry. There's a very stupid reason for this. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So this happens, and then all like you see like a panther like fly into like Serge's eye or something like that, and then all of a sudden like you start a battle, and then you quickly realize, oh no, I'm in control of Links. Oh no, those are all my incredibly powerful party members on the opposite side. Oh Uh. no, they are stabbing me. And yeah, you just get absolutely messed up by them. And so you're like lying on the floor, like near dead as, you know, Lynx. And then, you know, Surge, who's like now like Dark Surge, is like, hey, mm-hmm. kid, don't you want to murder your arch nemesis? And she's like, yeah, totally. I'm down with that. It's like, <laughs> I bet you are. And then he immediately just stabs a kid. <laughs> I feel like he should have waited for her to stab you first. No, no, he has a better idea. He's going to basically throw you into a place between dimensions. Why? Great question. It's cool. <laughs> yeah, you get thrown into a place called the Temporal Vortex, which is okay. like a, a painting, essentially. For some reason, Lynx, who is now in Surge's body, just doesn't want Surge to die. There's something in him that, like, doesn't want to kill him. Probably, mm-hmm. I don't know. Uh, he's nice, maybe? Maybe he's a good guy. Yeah, maybe he's a good guy. Yeah, you never know. It could be possible. There's Surge thinks as he watches him stab kid again. <laughs> maybe he's a good guy to some people. Maybe he hates Australians, and that's you know. Listen. Yeah, fair. It's a problem. It's a yeah, problem. they know what they did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they end up at this. They and by they I mean Link Surge end up at the temporal vortex, which is like this painting. And there, like, you run into Harl, who's like, oh, no, you're Lynx now. That sucks. I bet you want to get your body back. Well, don't worry. I'm going to help you get out of this, and I'm going to team up with you. We're going to do cool things. And so she's now part of your party now. Okay. And you also end up running into, like, a demi-human leader. Demi-humans, by the way, are essentially mystics, except maybe not. Right. Uh, It's not really confirmed or denied either way, but... They basically take the role of the mystics in, that were in Chrono Trigger. Mm-hmm. So you run into this you know, old elder whose name is Brigand. He chooses to help you as well. And so eventually you're able to leave the dimensional, the temporal vortex and end up back in the home dimension, you know, where Surge is alive and well. Mm-hmm. And so you're like, okay, well, we know that the dimension that Lynx was in was in the other world, the other dimension. So we need to go back there. So you go down to the beach and then you find out, oh, wait, I'm not... I'm not me. I can't travel through. Uh-oh. Right. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, you gotta go... Gotta go find a chrono trigger. Yeah, basically gotta. So you find out that there's this demi-human sage that's, like, on this cruise ship that might be able to help you out. And so you go to the ship called the SS Zelbes, which is run by Fargo, who Fargo, when he's in the other world, is a pirate. In this world, he's a guy who's just, like, a scummy cruise ship captain. Ah, <laughs> Cool. Yeah, like he immediately cons you into like having to work for his crew and whatnot after he rigs a gambling machine and then like you manage to turn the tables on him and eventually he's like, man, you're pretty cool. Yeah, here's the sage. He'll help you out. And the sage is like, hey, yeah, if you end up uh, going to this place called the Dead Sea, you might be able to find a way to get back to your other world. And so this Dead Sea is this place that uh, exists in both dimensions. It's basically shrouded in constant clouds. It's surrounded by poisonous reefs. It's basically impossible to get in. You try to go to there, you're just guaranteed to die. Mm. Now, during this time, you actually recruit uh, the mayor of Arnie Village, uh, 
uh, this guy might name Radius. And he like he decides to join up with you because he like he realizes that Lynx is not Lynx, but rather Surge. Because like, oh no, I recognize you. I beat you up all the time when you're a kid. Come on, let's go. <laughs> right. And you all travel to the Dead Sea. Now, when you arrive there, you unfortunately can't walk through because it's being guarded by an evil sword, giving off an evil energy. Okay. And Alex, this evil mm -hmm. sword is the Masamune. Oh God. Yes. Yeah, see, it turns reaction. out that when Guardian fell. Oh, go ahead. Your reaction just, oh, God, of course, the Masamune. Why would it be? Uh, why, why, it's got, it's a freaking Square Enix RPG. It's got to be somewhere. But it's, it's got to be somewhere. Specifically, the same Masamune from Chrono Trigger. Yeah. After 1005 AD, when Guardian fell, the Masamune got lost and fell into the hands of a murderer who committed a lot of murders, and he absorbed the evil energy and became an evil sword that corrupts all who touch it. Do, do you touch it? Uh, you do not. Oh. Well, you eventually will, but not right now, because right. you need to go to this evil island full of evil people in order to get this holy sword called the Inlander. Or why Inlander. is the whole? Why is the holy sword on the evil people island? Because the person who used to have the holy sword went to the evil island to get the Masamune, and when he touched the Masamune, it made him evil. Right. And then Radius, who was traveling with him, murdered him in order to keep him from being you know, going and doing evil things with it, and he left the Einlander, left the Einlander there. And then the Masamune just somehow traveled to the Dead Sea. Yeah, for just, reasons that are never explained. Yeah, just show. Wait, up. why isn't why isn't the good sword called the Muramasa? That's a good question. I don't know why it is. Yeah, they kind of made up a new name for this game. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, mm, okay. Yeah. So you end up going to the to Dead Evil Island that is literally made up of skulls and pink bits. You get the Holy Sword, go back, use it to dispel the Masamune, which just sort of disappears for a bit. And you make your way inside the Dead Sea, the first people to walk in there in who knows how long. And inside it, you find a wasteland frozen in time that's dotted with, like, like even, like, the oceans are, like, frozen or, like, you can walk on them. And you see, like, destroyed ruins fused together of, like, futuristic equipment and whatnot. Like, you walk through, like, old shopping malls and, like, old research facilities. And it's, like, all sorts of, like, just, like, weird. Like, it's clearly out of a place that isn't from this time. Right. And so as you make your way through, you sort of, like, learn that this place used to be a like a research facility called Chronopolis. And like, you don't learn a whole lot more about it than that. That's all you need but to know. You, but eventually you reach this old square and you re, you see this bell that's on the ground and you read the inscription on the bell and you realize it's called Nadia's bell. And it was made to commemorate Guardia and to ensure peace for thousands of years. Uh-huh. So this, and is, then, this is the bell from the town square. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then, all of a sudden, three ghost children show up. And the ghost children are Chrono, Luca, and Marley. Okay. Who yeah. immediately walk up to Serge and call him a murderer, and how they're going to destroy everything they've, they accomplished, and how dare he, how dare he be alive? <laughs> it's, mm. uh, this is, I think this is the point. Where most Chrono Trigger fans are kind of like, oh, I don't like this game. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Because your main cast is essentially dead and or believed to be dead. Mm -hmm. um, and then they talk about how, hey, you suck. And you're going to be <laughs> undoing that cool game that 
you know, remember that cool game you played four years ago? Yeah, well, the character you're playing now is undoing everything you did. Yep. And the person who's going to explain exactly how you're undoing everything is a weird beach bum-looking dude <laughs> with, like, tiny hipster glasses, a fishing hat, and a ponytail. Just His name is Miguel. Guy. He just shows up. He's like, <laughs> he is the most regular-looking guy in the world. He's oh. like, hey... How's it going? Yeah, those kids, don't worry about them. They're memories. So, hey there. Don't get a lot of visitors around here. Nice mm -hmm. to see you. Name's Miguel. Tip's hat. Yeah. Welcome yep. to the Dead Sea. Make mm -hmm. yourself a home. He's like, oh, it's good to see you again, Serge. Oh, I see you're a panther demon. Well, that's all right. I remember you. <laughs> oh, you don't remember me? That's okay. I'm Lena's dad. What? Yeah, it's cool. Oh, no, no, no. It gets even better. So, so Alex, it turns out when Serge was Three, he ended up getting bitten by a panther demon. All right, sure. A different panther demon. Yeah, just, just okay, a, a yeah. regular, a regular one that like you know exists normal. Mm. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Now it turns out panther demons are poisonous. Right. And so Serge got very sick, and he was going to die. Oh. Uh. So they were going to go to this town called Marbo, uh, that had a clinic and whatnot. Uh, his dad, oh, Wazuki and Miguel, but then a storm blew him off the path, and they ended up at Chronopolis. And they're like, wow, this is strange. We somehow got inside the Dead Sea? Huh, weird. Now, he's beckoned by a voice, uh, Wazuki is, to bring the child to him. And so he does. And there they discover a thing called the Frozen Flame. Now, Serge ends up touching the Frozen Flame and is healed. But because of that, something happens that angers an entity called Fate. Now, during this, like, Miguel's talking about, like, yeah, fate controls all. There's nothing you can do. You can't defy fate. And then he goes, oh, by the way, fate's an actual real thing. Like, right. it's an actual entity. And you're yeah, like, wait, fate, what? fate all caps. Yeah. <laughs> and so Surge is healed, and, like, this, the place starts to collapse for one reason or another. And so Wazuki has to leave, but fate keeps Miguel there to watch over the frozen flame. Now, something then happens at the age of 10 that causes Surge to drown and die. And Miguel goes, Surge dying is what's supposed to happen. Uh-huh. You know, timeline then goes forward. Lavos is defeated in 1999-80. Everything is fine. But something happened that causes a split in the timeline. Somebody saved Surge and kept him from drowning. And because of that, it is slowly undoing time in a way that Lavos will actually come back and destroy everything in 1999-80 and will just continue on the whole path of destruction that uh, was originally averted. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Now, it's not really explained how exactly that's going to happen, but don't worry about that. It Well, it will be later in a way that actually does not make sense and does not really jive with this, but don't worry. Okay. So, yeah, Miguel's like, yeah, kind of sucks, huh? And you're like, well, that's strange. Well, why does... Why did Lynx need my body? Who's Lynx? Why do you need my body? And he's like, oh, Lynx is your dad. Okay, like, yeah. Oh, damn. And apparently he needs your body in order to access the frozen flame for one reason or another. Yeah, it, it turns out that that's why he was waiting for Surge is because mm -hmm. Surge was important to access the frozen flame. Lynx wants the frozen flames for reasons. Lynx is your dad, which is probably why he didn't just straight up stab you. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah, yeah that, that kind of makes sense. Um, if Lynx is your dad, Dad, why did he need this whole Azure Dragoons thing? Couldn't he just be like, 
hey, son, what's going on? Hey, I need you to come with me. Well, he's an evil cat man now. Yeah. Right. Why did, why that? And also, though, that's okay. Couldn't he have just been like, hey, son, uh, some stuff went down and I'm a cat man now, but don't worry about that. I need you to come with me. Evil cat man. Right. Yeah, the evil part is important. Okay, so he's just he's just compulsively evil. Yeah, I'm yeah. not gonna yeah. go back to my wife and child. Also, but see, right. in the timeline he's from, his kid's dead. Yeah, yeah, right. But he went to. A... <laughs> There's an incredibly stupid and complicated reason as to why Serge has to die, and also why Link needs his body uh-huh. in a way that it might make sense. Right, it probably won't. Definitely won't. But uh. Right. Don't worry. This will all be attempt. There will be an attempt and an explanation in a bit. Okay. Okay. <laughs> now, unfortunately for Serge, like he's told all this by Miguel, and then Miguel's like, "Oh, by the way, you can't leave. Fate needs you to die." All right. Sure. And so you then start off with a actually what is actually the toughest boss fight in the game against <laughs> a weird hipster surfer dude. <laughs> yeah, the fight versus Miguel is. One, oddly dramatic, because, mm-hmm. like, mm. the, the Dead Sea theme plays instead of the battle theme. And then also, like, it's just really hard. It is a really hard fight. Wait, does Surge need to die or his body needs to die? Because he doesn't have Surge's body right now. He does not, but apparently Surge himself needs to die. Okay. Right. Mm-hmm. So, once again, there's a complicated reason for this. So, you end up fighting Miguel, and yeah, once again, tough fight, incredibly dramatic, and you end up, you know, defeating him. And he's, like, lying there mortally wounded on the ground, and he's like, oh, man, yeah, you got really tough. I'm so proud of you. Hey, by the way, make sure to take care of Lena. I'm gonna die now. Also, you need to leave, because fate doesn't want you to get access to the frozen flame. Mm -hmm. And so it's just gonna kind of destroy everything in the Dead Sea. Right. Oh, okay. You need to leave. And so, yeah, like, basically three giant explosions happen at different corners of the um, of the Dead Sea. And, like, they start coming to the center tower that you're at. And, like, you're, there's no way you're going to escape except a dragon shows up and picks you up. One of the six elemental dragons. And manages to save you at the last moment. And so, like, the dragons, like, have a thing against humanity. Like, they do not like humanity at all. But uh-huh. he decides to rescue Surge because he's like, hey, looks like something weird's about to happen. And I want to see what happens. What? Okay, that's an interesting reason to do that. It is, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. I wonder if there's an ulterior motive. I mean, listen, the dragons are kind of just like, like Harl, who just wanted to see what was going to happen. You know, Harl, Harl's like, yeah, go do this thing. And you followed her advice and nothing bad has happened so far. I mm-hmm. think this is fine. This is going to be absolutely fine. Right. So it turns out through this and some other machinations, you gain the access to travel between dimensions again. Okay. And so you go, okay, I need to get back my body because it's clear I need to get access to this frozen flame. And the only way I could do so completely is if I'm back in my original body. Mm-hmm. So to accomplish this, you basically get uh, a couple of artifacts. Uh, one of them is a d- dragon's tear. And you go and travel back to Fort Dragonia in the other world. And up there, you're basically able to do a ritual that just transforms you back into Surge. Like you literally like form back into a human baby that then immediately grows up in a water ball and it pops out and it's like your 16 year old self all naked like 
Yeah. Oh. It's, it's great. It's like, yeah, you're back. Yay. Uh, by the way, Link still has your body, so there's now just right. two searches hanging out. Okay, sure. So you figure out, okay, what I need to do is go back to the Dead Sea. Because I know what the... I know that Lynx is wanting to get a control of the Frozen Flame, and that's where it is. Mm. So that's where I'm going to go. Now, during this time, a few other things happened. Like, you help purify the Masamune. I uh, basically wake up Masa and Mune, who go like, oh, were we being evil this entire time? That sucks. Mm. Sorry about that. <laughs> Let's stop. Uh, how about we end up being your ultimate weapon, Surge? That, that'd be cool, right? That would be cool. Yeah. If you have Glenn, like you get like the whole backstory of the the Acadia dragoons and whatnot. Uh, you give you convince General Viper to join your side and whatnot. Uh, you also can get like the Einhanser and then go to another dimension and get another Einhanser and then so you have two of them for Glenn. Uh, oh. He just does so okay. much damage. Right. Sure, yeah, no, that makes sense actually. It does. Glenn is such a cool character. It really sucks that the only way to get him is to be intentionally a jerk to. <laughs> To kid right. and be like, I don't care if you live or die. <laughs> right. Mm. So yeah, like, you do all these different things. You hold a rock concert uh, to put to rest the ghost of a bunch of demi humans on an island. Right. Uh, and you also sure. go and get, and you also go and get all the essences from the six dragons in all the different dimensions, so you can actually enter the Dead Sea in uh, the other world. Okay. So, yep. Makes sense. So you do all that. And you so, go. Oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Is Kid just dead this whole time? No, Kid's. Well, yeah, we're gonna find out. We just saw her get stabbed, and that was like the last we saw of her for the last like 15 hours. Yeah. Yeah. Funny that. Yeah, we we might find out what's gonna happen here in just a second. Okay. <laughs> I feel like that's a long time for the second main character to be off the screen and presumably stabbed to death. Don't worry. In the meantime, <laughs> you've got all these other characters to deal with. <laughs> Yeah, you got Turnip. He's hanging out with you. He's like Kid. He has a sword. <laughs> Turn, Turnip was a wonderful replacement for a kid. Yeah. <laughs> so you enter the Dead Sea. And when you, like, come out into the ocean that, you know, was contained all the destroyed ruins in the homeworld, turns out those ruins are very much not destroyed. It turns out you're at Chronopolis, as it was when it, I guess, first existed or whatnot. Like, okay. And you find out that this is a time research facility. Now, you sure. have to go to, like, these different, like, points in order to, like, unlock the, the main safeguards to actually get to Chronopolis proper. And as you do that, you get to learn about the vast history of Chronopolis. So Chronopolis is from 2300 AD. Now, Alex, do you remember how, like, at the end of Chrono Trigger, Luca's like, man, the time gates are going away. We're not going to be able to travel time anymore. But maybe yeah. that's for the best. And then they immediately travel time anyway. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. And then Luca, well, Luca like goes even further and is like, well, what if I just reinvent time travel another way? And then I go to the future and I hang out with Belthazar because he's there now. Uh huh. And we just do fun time experiments. That sounds neat. Yeah. And so that's what she does. She just travels between her home timeline, where she builds an orphanage, and future timeline, where she's like, I'm doing cool time experiments. Sure. Living her best so life, really. She kind of is living the best life. And so she's, like, putting together, like, this incredibly cool time experiment that's about to happen. That's going to cause, like, Chronopolis to be able to just travel to any era of time and control time itself. <sighs> I feel like there was a line <laughs> she shouldn't have crossed in, mm -hmm. the, in, the, in the stage of this. It's like, 
Okay, figuring stuff out's good. Controlling time is probably you want to you want to take a step back mm-hmm. when you hit that point and be like, is this what we want? Yeah. Let's be real. Yeah. There were probably a lot of lines that they crossed. Um, yeah. And that's okay. Mm-hmm. No, I don't know if it is, though. Okay, well. <laughs> Listen, whatever science, like, allowed, like, Mojoy to exist should not have been, <laughs> should not have happened. So many lines have been crossed, and, the only, and since they've already been crossed, the only way is to move forward. And by move forward, I mean unlock all the gates and go and meet fate itself. Which okay. fate, capital letter F-A-T-E, is the main computer of the facility. Now, you when you get there, you see now incredibly evil-looking Dark Surge, who is like wearing skulls and is like has nice black eyeliner and is just looking real evil. And right. also kids there as well. Okay, sure. Because her, fr- her like, friend is Surge and she hangs out with Surge. Yeah, and she's like, man, Surge, you've been very evil lately. Oh, there's another Surge here? That's really strange. Wait, I thought she got stabbed. She got yeah, better. She got better. <laughs> and just ha- continued to hang out with the person who stabbed her? Yeah. Wait, He stabbed what? her in the back. He didn't, she didn't know. Yeah, I think he literally says, oh, no, man, Link stabbed you. It's, it sucked, right? Link was in front of you on the ground bleeding to death. Well, yeah, no. <laughs> he had a magic knife. He did a magic. He did a magic at her. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> so... Here's where we get the real big reveal. Because okay. Fate is like, hey, how's it going? Good to see you, Surge. Glad you're here. I need you to die. And let me explain why. If you live, mm-hmm. time's going to change. Because it turns out Konolopolis kind of got pulled back in time via unknown means. Okay. And it's been hanging out for essentially since uh, 12,000 BC. Right. Okay. Yeah, and like Fate's like, yeah, uh, basically the time experiment kind of uh, succeeded a little too well. And so because of that, I had to basically control everybody's lives and make sure that nobody accidentally messes with the time stream. So like all throughout the the game, you save your game with these things called Memories of Fate. Mm. And it turns out people can use that. And they do that intentionally to like record what's going on. So Fate could be like oh, you're thinking about traveling to the main continent and telling them about all these cool elements you have? Now, maybe you shouldn't do that. Maybe mm-hmm. we're going to brainwash you to not do that. Please okay. don't mess with time. So, so yeah, it's like, hey, yeah, you being alive here is bad because you're not supposed to live. Right. You're supposed to die when you're three. You didn't. Mm-hmm. That's a bit of a problem. So I had your dad become a panther demon to murder you. <laughs> what a plan. <laughs> yeah. Uh, foolproof. Now, you're probably saying, okay, well, that happened in the other world, so everything's fine, right? Well, no. You see, Kid somehow magically traveled back in time and saved you when you were 10 from drowning. Okay. Kid doesn't remember this, because she right. hasn't done it yet. So, uh-huh. so, see, so Fate's like, yeah, it was really strange. But another thing that happened is that when you died, I still couldn't get access to the Frozen Flame. Because you see, when Surge touched the Frozen Flame, became the arbiter of the Frozen Flame... Only Surge could use the Frozen Flame at all. Uh-huh. So you need to be dead and alive. Yeah. Because okay. you, need, you need to be alive long enough to give the control of the Frozen Flame back to fate. And then you need to die so that the link between you and the Frozen Flame is severed. Right. Okay. Mm-hmm. 
And now that you're all here, that can happen, right? And now you're probably wondering, well, how did this even happen in the first place? Why is, like, one random kid touching this going right. to cause all these problems? Well, that's not going to be completely explained here, but it turns out when he touched it, it activated something called the Prometheus Lock. Right. Now, right. Prometheus is the name of Robo. Remember Robo? I do remember Robo. Why is he Prometheus now? So that's like his well, real name? His real, real name? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, in the original game, yeah. And he apparently had been integrated into Chronopolis. How many people did Luca integrate into Chronopolis? Because it seems like a lot. Enough. Oh, you know. Yeah, I mean, as many as you I'm, need, right? It's a, it's a time yeah. city. Mm-hmm. And, but I mean, Robo apparently did this willingly. He did, yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure he did, because Luca was like, hey, this'll be rad. And he was like, beep boop, sounds great, beep boop. Um, Would you believe it's actually part of an incredibly, incredibly elaborate plan that's needlessly complicated? That'd be weird. Um, (laughs) But yeah, it's it's all Robo's doing. Yeah. Yeah, and like, Robo actually comes to life for like half a second to be like, hey, how's it going? Yeah, Luca did this. I'm here, I had to stop Fate because Fate is an evil being. And then Fate just murders Robo. Like, just deletes his program. Oh. yeah. So congrats, Robo's dead. One more Chrono Trigger character gets killed in this game. Great, cool, awesome. Mm -hmm. Okay. It's rad. So Fate merges with Lynx, because she's like, hey, I can now have control of the Frozen Flame. All I need to do is kill you. So let's do this. So you find... Why does she need to kill Surge if she has Surge's body? Wait, what? what is linked to the Frozen Flame? Surge is like... Essence, essence, essentially, yeah. Okay, which is split between his body and his yeah. soul. Yeah. Okay. So she needs the body to be under her control mm. to access it, but also the right. essence to not be there, so that fate will have control over it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And fate is also the mother brain robot who is an optional boss in Chrono Trigger. Don't worry about it. Oh yeah, yeah. There's also oh. that. There's also okay. genociding humanity and yeah, yeah. It's fine. Don't worry Evil about it. Twenty three hundred eighty. Yeah. Okay. It's great. So you murder this robot thing, and it's like, great, well, we defeated fate. Everything's going to be fine, right? And you'd be wrong. So you remember all those, like, drag elemental dragons that kind of hated humanity, but wanted to see what would Surge would do? And so they were like, yeah. hey, we're happy to help you out. Yeah, did they just want you to murder fate? Yes. Hey, what do you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, wow. they, all, they all go like, ah, the time has come. We can now merge together, <laughs> reform our true form, the dragon god. Dragon god, okay, yep. yep, makes sense. And so they all travel through all the dimensions and team up into the dragon god. Oh, also, by the way, Harl's there, and she's like, the entire time when you're in Chronopolis, like, hey, maybe you shouldn't do this. It'd be really bad. I might end up disappearing if you do this. That's because she's you... actually also an elemental dragon. She's the seventh dragon. Okay. And she merges sure. with the dragon god, too. Yeah. Okay, so wait. Also, in the other dimension, the dragons are dead? In some of them, some of them are dead, so they're kind of split. Yeah. Okay. Did they just did they just go to different dimensions? Well, now, that, now, they... now they can cross freely, because fate's not around. Yeah, there's a reason why this happened. So. Okay. After they become the dragon god, they immediately just nuke Chronopolis. You escape sure. just in time. And then you're like, wow, that's kind of crazy. And then all of a sudden, a giant tower just rises from the ocean called the Terra Tower. Okay. And you're like, oh, oh, that's probably bad. We need to go there and do things. More specifically, I think Belthasar shows up and is like, you need to go there and do things. Yeah. I'll mm. meet you there. 
And you're like, okay, well, it's flying, though. How are we going to get up there? All we have is a boat. Alex, remember what I told you about a little alien who, like, is irrelevant to the plot except for one, yeah. one small thing? Yeah. You have to travel to the bottom of the ocean in order to find his spaceship, in order to get an anti-gravity device, and then fly to Terra Tower. <laughs> I feel like there was an easier way to get through that. Like, you find the original Chrono Trigger that can fly. Like, like half the cast can actually kind of float. So like... Yeah. So also that, but also I feel like a callback where you find the original Chrono Trigger machine and fly it to the island. Oh, would the have been APOC? Cooler. Yeah. Well, you, you do kind of. You do kind of, actually. It's broke. Don't worry about yeah. it. It's, it. I feel like you could just fix it. I feel like that'd be easier than the bottom of the sea. Well, you don't have Luca in your party. You have Lucia. And a spaceship. So, <laughs> yeah. That's way easier. Don't you have, don't you have new Luca? She's not new. Yeah, but she's not as good. Yeah. Yeah, she's too busy making horrifically cute experimental demon monsters. Right, yeah. That you can recruit to your party. And evolve, yeah. I see. Although she is actually friends with Luca. Right. And actually writes a heartfelt, tender note to Kid. Oh, actually, I guess this is probably the good good time to explain why kid wants to murder links uh Uh because you finally do get like everything like cleared up there because you actually go back in time briefly in order to rescue kid which is like Uh, the only the only sequence where you time travel yeah because after after chronolopolis kid passes out and the only way to do this is you have to travel back in time and change something in her history there's lots of time travel around Uh surge but like he never time travels other than this Mm -hmm. Uh okay sure and it turns out you go back to Luca's house, which is now on fire. Which, okay. which like, is a really neat part uh, because it still looks like the same design from the Super Nintendo game. Mm-hmm. And, like, Gato is there. Um, mm-hmm. And, like, there's drawing, like, kids' drawings of all the, like, children's drawings of all, all right. the characters and cast from Chrono Trigger on the wall and stuff. It's really, it's really kind of cute, but sad. It mm. is. It's very, very sad. Yeah. Yeah. And you end up rescuing Kid and she's like, oh, thank you, you know. Thank you for rescuing me. Oh, one day I'm going to find you, repay you, whatnot, which eventually she will. Right. And yeah, you end up traveling back and a kid like wakes up and is like, oh, yeah, you were the dude from. Oh, hey, man, you're Raz, Surge. We're going to go and beat the bad guys together. It's going to be great. OK, wait. So why did she pass out and why did you need to go save her from a house fire to wake her up? Uh, Time. Time. W- was she save. time dying? Probably. <laughs> yeah. Was was that just her time trigger to die unless you time traveled to save her as you were supposed to? Except, is causality fixed or not? Uh, Good question. Uh, um, you 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 asked a big question right there, um, and I'm, I'm I'm gonna have to go ahead and say eh as my answer. Um, kind of and kind of not. So like right. Okay. Yeah, I think it's mostly Which... it's because of her pendant. Yeah, that she has, that mm. she is kind of knocked out. Wait, why was the house on fire? Oh, Link. Oh, Link set it on fire. Yeah, because um, Link's basically wanted the Prometheus circuit to be deactivated so Fate could get control of the frozen flame. And, so, and okay, he, he Luca's found, the one he found the inventor, which was Luca. Yeah. Okay. And then Luca's like, nah, so he's like, okay, I'm gonna set fire to your house. And and presumably kill her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Which, uh, ironic for Luca. But, yeah, so, that all happens. You go to the Terra Tower. 
And this is where you learn maybe the most bonkers part of the game. <laughs> okay, oh good, I'm, I'm real excited now, let's go. Because you end up wa- wandering into a recreation of uh, the time of, like, what the Time Lord or whatever his name was, the guy with the blue flowing robes that you met in uh, the Viper Manor. Like, his right, yeah. entire study Bel- is just Belzazar, recreated. Yeah. yeah, and it turns out it's Belzazar. Yeah, he's there. Okay. Turns out Makes he uh, traveled back in time to mm-hmm. 1000 AD. Well, sure. And started, to, like, advising uh, the Acadia Dragoons because he knew that Surge and Kid were going to show up and he needed to help guide him. Because you see, it turns out everything has been planned by him since the beginning. Everything. Literally. The time experiment, he planned it. The time experiment going wrong and going back into the past, he planned it. The, the, uh-huh. the, the surges, like, getting bitten by the panther demon. He planned it. No, seriously, he did. Everything. <laughs> no, no, I believe, I believe, I believe, I, I, this is stupid. Yeah, 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 definitely. It is. And you'll, you'll, you'll recall that this is the same guy who in the original game was like real depressed in the future and put his brain in a robot and died. Right. <laughs> but now he's fine because you changed the timeline and he's become a master manipulator. He is. And oh boy, the things that he just like anticipated is amazing because what happens is that the time experiment in Chronolopolis goes bad, right? Mm -hmm. And it causes like a bad time distortion to happen. Okay. Now here's the thing though. (laughs) That itself doesn't pull it back in time. What pulls it back in time is Lavos. Right. You see, Lavos at the Ocean Palace, you know, when he like rises Mm -hmm. up, murders Chrono and whatnot, it turns out he also realizes that at that point, like, he is going to end up dying. Like, they're going to all eventually succeed. And he needs to change history somehow. But he no. senses Chronolopolis. So he pulls it back to 12,000 BC in Wait, order to cause why? something that will change the timelines. Right. Lavos has no concept of time travel prior to this point. Apparently, no, he, he doesn't. He does, though. Apparently, he's just, like, smart. <laughs> no. He, Lavos is a completely linear entity, and the only reason you're able to defeat him is your mastery of time travel. Yeah, but what if actually he's a time god? Yeah. What yeah, if retroactively? <laughs> then that becomes really dumb. Well, I agree. It's kind I of like Lavos to when he's a and like magic. Oh, but, oh yes. <laughs> but it's also completely viable for Lavos's power just to create a time distortion, right? Which pulls Chronoopolis back. Like that's fine. Lavos doesn't need to consciously grab Chronoopolis and pull it through time. He can just do that accidentally. Well, Alex, what if I told you that maybe, depending on what you read, it's either Lavos at the Ocean Palace or a Lavos that exists in the darkness between time. That That's has been, dumb. That has been merged <laughs> with, say, a very magical being who then gains sentience and is able to realize that he needs to pull back Chronolopolis. Right. Wait, what magical being? So, you ever wonder what happened to Shala? No. Well... The creators of this game did. And it turns out she ended up in the darkness between time, along with a discarded version of Lavos. How did that happen? Uh, well, big portals. Yeah, big portals. As, 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 so okay. the last time you see Shala in game of Chrono Trigger right. is when she sends you away. Mm-hmm. Right. And okay. so, and Lavos is left behind with Shala. And mm-hmm. so the implication is that that's when it happened. Okay. Yeah. It's either that's when it happened or 
the lava that exist in the bad 2300 AD that now no longer right. exists because 1999 happened. Right. Uh, ended up in the darkness between time. Because remember, time timelines don't necessarily cease to exist except when they do. Right. Okay. They go to this place called the darkness between time. And there he ran into Shala and went, what if we merged? Uh-huh. And then they became something even greater. Uh-huh. Now, okay. We'll get into what that something greater is in a bit, but Belthasar realizes this, and he decides, okay, what if we set all of this up so that we put in the sequence of events that will allow Surge to become powerful enough in order to separate Shala from Lavos and right. rescue Shala in the process? Okay, sure. So he's like, you need to go up and defeat the Dragon God. Uh, by the way, you're going to... the Ele By the way, uh... More history. When Chronopolis got thrown back in time, the plant was like, this is bad, and from an alternate dimension, pulled back uh, the Terra Tower, which, uh, remember the reptiles from 65, 65 million BC? Yes. Yeah, in a timeline where Lavos didn't land, they became the dominant species, and the Terra sure. Tower is made up of them. So, I guess... Is made up of them? <laughs> kind of, yeah. yeah. I, okay, here's where I get to pull out my chart that I've been talking about, that I talked about. Yeah, okay, yes. Episode. Yeah, because right. I'm a little lost at this All right. point. So, in the original, original timeline where Lavos yep. never lands, mm -hmm. okay. evolution never changes. The reptites exist and continue to exist. Mankind dies, mm -hmm. and the reptites become the dominant form of life on Earth. And their sure. technology advances to the point where um, what was um, the uh, Dinopolis... Mm -hmm. The the reptite stronghold that you go through in Chrono Trigger ends up becoming the Terra Tower. Yeah. Um, in, in the far future. But then there's the second timeline where Lavos does land, kills the reptites and extincts them, which is the mm -hmm. timeline that Chrono Trigger takes place in. Right. And uh, then he goes to the future. You avert that future that is, that is 2100 AD or whatever. And mm -hmm. uh, then, like, there's a happy future, quote-unquote, where Luca mm -hmm. ends up going, doing experiments, and then they send Chronopolis back to 12,000 BC of the Lavos timeline. Right. Mm -hmm. But then they bring over the Dinopolis of the Reptite timeline. Yeah. Right. Right. But then there's another timeline <laughs> where, where yep. all of this has happened. Right? So now this is the alternate... Chrono Trigger timeline that has Chronopolis in the past. Mm. And this is also the one that Chrono Trigger or Chrono Cross takes place in. And it has two alternate forms where Surge lives right. and dies. And then also there is a other unconnected timeline where Radical Dreamer takes place. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, I, have we just ignored Radical Dreamers completely yeah. to this point? Because I okay, yeah, it's been made mildly non-canon, except maybe not. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So short, the short TR, TLDR is that yeah, Chronopolis happens, Lavos pulls it back. Uh, planet goes, that's bad. We're gonna, I'm going to pull Dinopolis back from an alternate timeline and set it here so that they can just fight and eliminate this. Uh. Dinoopolis loses uh, because they're all into nature and not so much mm -hmm. technology, whereas humanity's all technology and fighter jets. Yeah, right. And 
what happens then is fate's like, okay, this is bad. This is going to alter so many things. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. No, I, okay, hang on, hang on. I need to back up. Okay, so the planet pulls back Terra Tower to deal with what? With Chronopolis. Yeah, so so okay. now we've got two warring cities from different timelines who are in a third timeline. Yeah. Yeah, okay. Chronopolis comes from 2300 AD of timeline two. Right. Back to 12,000 BC, and the Earth okay. pulls the Dinopolis of the right. original non-lava. Right, right, right. No, no, I got that. Okay, so so Earth sends Terra Tower to deal with Chronopolis, mm-hmm. but Chronopolis is too strong. But mm-hmm. Fate, which is the center of Chronopolis, is like, no, wait, we can't win? Or just this no. war is bad? No, no, it's like we won, but the problem is, is that now Chronopolis is here, right? Right. Right. And it's like, okay, well, if people discover this, they're going to discover all this high technology. That's going to alter the timeline, which might right. put my fate, literally my fate, in jeopardy. Right. So we need to make sure that no contact is made between us and the mainland until at least 2300 AD, or at least uh-huh. a time of fate's choosing, right? Right. Now, there's a little bit of issue in that when... The Dinoopolis is pulled back, the Terra Tower. It's led by this thing called the Dragon God. Dragon God's mm. very powerful and very angry. Right. So what fate does is it splits it up into six different entities. And how does it do that? Excellent question. Never explained. Yeah. Cool. It also puts it in the different timelines so they can't merge. How did it do that? Even though those timelines don't exist until um, at least 1010 AD. Good question. Never explained. But it does. Also, I feel like the if fate was just going to hide Chronopolis, Earth didn't need to do the Terra Tower thing. Well, I mean, it was fighting fighting back. Yeah, it's against what? Once again, there's a very yeah. Once again, there's a very strong environmental message of humanity bad. Um, Okay, and this is but also dinosaurs bad. (laughs) Yeah. Also, we are we learned that a big reason why humanity is hated by literally the entire planet Earth is because at three million BC, the frozen mm-hmm. flame was discovered, and that jump started humanity's evolution. And the frozen flame is just a piece of Lavos' shell. Oh, okay. Yeah, and so it's now, they're now child of Lavos as opposed to child of Earth. Right. It's why I Earth see. is like, nah, you ate my baby. <laughs> That one really doesn't make sense. Like, that is the most contradictory to Chrono Trigger. What do you mean? The the part where in Chrono Trigger, Earth was like, hey, you should save everything. Yeah. I'm Like, Chrono Trigger, Earth was just straight up, like, guiding you to save you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And now, wait, why was it doing that if you're the children of Lavos? Yeah. Also, yeah. you killed Lavos. Yeah. Yeah. But well, you know, planet's very fickle, apparently. Is it? <laughs> kinda. Yeah, kinda. It kind of just reacts. It doesn't really think it's like actions through. It really doesn't. I guess that that kind of makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it's great. <laughs> Who are we to explain the planet? Wait, no. Yes, it does. It thought through all of time travel. Well, kind <laughs> of. <laughs> but then, like, it didn't because apparently we killed Lavos, but killing Lavos was bad, but also good. 
And it made us make a future city, which was good, but also bad. And then the city came back, which was bad. Hmm. But then they pulled over another city, which was also bad. Okay, so yeah. now now I'm just trying to think through this, because the same planet both went, okay, Lavos is going to destroy all life right. and the planet. Right. I need to take the, these children uh-huh. and guide them through time. Right. So mm-hmm. that they become strong enough uh-huh. to establish a future where Lavos doesn't do that. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And yeah. then that same planet also said, oh shit, a fucking city, I'd throw a dinosaur tower at it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, basically. <laughs> I mean, I think those those go hand in hand, right? They don't. Yeah. No. <laughs> Also, how was this its response to there's a time traveling city? I'm gonna grab this dinosaur tower out of existence and throw the dragon god at it. Yeah, poor dragon god and like dino people. Like it's like, hey, wait, hold on, what? We're doing what now? Yeah, the the, the, <laughs> the reptiles kind of get it no matter what game. Like in yeah. Chrono they get extincted by Lavos, and then like fate brings them back essentially in Chrono Cross, and then right. they have this war with Chronopolis off screen, and it's just said, yeah, they lose. Yep, <laughs> they get extincted <laughs> again. Goodbye. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it's pretty bad. Azala gets name dropped a lot though, which is nice. It is. Yeah. yeah. Good for him. Yeah. So, believe it or not, this is not the end of uh, Balthazar's plan. Oh, yeah. But we're no, not going to learn that. Yeah. We're not going to learn that quite yet, because you still got to go and murder a dragon god. Okay. So, you walk up to the top of the tower, and you meet up with the dragon god, and dragon god's, like, basically just talking smack to you about how humanity sucks. Like, it literally is like, why must we fight? Why must we murder? Why must humanity murder everything? Anyways, I hate you. I'm going to kill you now. And it's like, yeah, so I don't mm. know what dinosaurs. <laughs> <laughs> Fair question, I guess. So you start fighting the dragon god, who is for some reason named the Time Devourer. And what? Don't worry. There's a reason. And <laughs> you end up murdering it. Okay. And once you do, it just turns into a shadow and flies into the center of the planet. And it's okay. like, well, that's a little strange. And then Balthasar shows up, literally out of nowhere. He literally just teleports. And he's like, uh-huh. hi. So you're probably wondering about that. Anyways, that's not the real dragon god. That's uh-huh. only a temporary form the real dragon god used in order to appear in this dimension. Because it turns out the real dragon god doesn't exist anymore. It was actually consumed long ago in the distant past by Lavos itself in the darkness beyond time. You seem, yeah, it almost, you're, stu- you're stunned. <laughs> Speechless, because it all makes sense, right? Yeah. Now it's all coming yeah. together. What? Yeah. Okay. Like, how 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 he possibly does this? I don't know. He just does. I mean, so, he's got magic now. He does. So I feel like the darkness beyond time is where they just started pulling reasons out of mm-hmm. for things to happen. Yeah. So the darkness wrong. beyond time is kind of just like a dump. Yeah. Right. Time's garbage dump, yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Belthasar's not done, by the way, because, mm-hmm. of course, he's never done. He's like, by the way, you're probably wondering why you're called the Arbiter of the Frozen Flame. And it's like, nope, not really. Nope. <laughs> no, <laughs> not, not particularly. 
But he's like, I'm going to explain anyways. You see, you're actually a mediator between Lavos and all living creatures. A possessor of great power. Why? But here's the thing. You're also fated to bind with the Devourer of Time and lead to the destruction of all existence. Because the Devourer of Time exists to only do one thing. To render everything to nothingness and despair. Because that's all it exists for. Wait, what is it? What it is, is the Devourer of Time is a slowly evolving life form, a merger of Shala and, La- and a version of Lavos. Okay. One that will eventually reach its final form, either by merging with Surge or just by existing long enough, one or the other. Basically, by merging with Surge, it will speed up the process of it merging with Shala, which in turn will allow it to become the true Devourer of Time and devour everything. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's like... I think you're basically ready to do things. Here's this time egg. You should probably go get two dragon tears, form those all together to form something called a chrono cross. And uh, you probably want to go to a place where the dimensions are weak. Maybe some sort of beach you've been to. I don't know. Anyways, I'm out. Yeah, have a good one. All right. Just. <sighs> yeah. Okay. See, the really frustrating thing about this is it's almost working. Yeah. Yeah. I can understand what they're trying to write, but it's like it's perpetu- it is it is propelled by the stupidest ideas. It is. It really is. And the best part about this is it's propelled mildly by the stupidest ideas. But this is also late 90s square. Right. Where their translation team and localization team is all based in Japan. Right. Right. And so a lot of these points are not clear because they're just like either literally translated or just kind of not at all. Right. <laughs> so, yeah, it's oh great. Boy. It's great. Oh, don't worry, Alex. It gets dumber because you, okay. you get this chrono cross and you go down to the beach and guess who's there? I, I can't at this point. Who's there? The three ghost kids of Chrono, Luca and Marley. Yeah, the ghosts, the uh-huh. ghosts of your, your, the characters that you loved so much, they're yeah. back one more mm-hmm. time to chastise you. Yeah. The absolute audacity of Luca <laughs> Ghost being like, this is all your fault. No, bitch. You built the time machine. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Though we can also surmise that her building a time machine and finding a baby and coming to the future was also probably like Balthazar's plan. Oh, yeah. I oh, guess. And- isn't all of Surge also Balthazar's plan? Yeah, his, like, his birth yeah. and existence seemed to be Balthazar's. But also like... Fucking talk to Balthazar about it. <laughs> we didn't even talk about how the Alnito Archipelago is actually the descendants of the Chronopolis staff members. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. They totally are. Yes. I thought they were supposed to stay hidden. Right. So they did. Yeah, on the island. Yeah, on the on because the archipelago is actually completely artificial, which is yeah, why it's, it's not on the world map from Chrono Trigger. Mm. Why didn't they just stay in Chronopolis? Why didn't they just stay in the Dead Sea? That, Great question. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. I feel like I could have just done that one, huh? <laughs> also, wait. <laughs> did Chronopolis like break after it tra- time traveled? I mean, Faith's well, been there. So, no, but it, after the Frozen Flame got unlocked, depending on the dimension, it either broke real depending bad, on- basically, a bunch of, basically a bunch of timelines got fused together. Okay, so is it, could it leave? 
No. But I mean, not in his current form anyways. I see. Yeah. Yeah, no. Um, it, it's never really explained, but the, the, ex, the, the thing you can su uh, surmise from it is that uh, in timeline where Chronolopolis got all sort of like messed up, it's because Surge died, but they didn't realize that they needed to have Surge to actually unlock the Frozen Flame, so just things kind of collapsed. Because the Frozen Flame is also like kind of like Fate's power source. Yeah. Turns out. Right. Okay. So. Another dimension is Fate being like, oh, okay, got to make sure not to do that. Because it can talk between itself, between the different dimensions. Right. Okay. No, that actually makes sense. I don't have a problem with that. Hmm. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> It's a quantum computer. Of sure, course, it sure, can talk sure. between yeah. timelines. That makes sense. Literally quantum, yeah. Um, no, I don't. I don't know. I'm done. I oh. I can't. I can't parse. I can't piece this together anymore. It's like it, again, it almost works, but then you're like, then there's this weird. It it is almost sort of hell bent on unmaking itself. <laughs> Oh. The game seems to have this weird vendetta against Chrono Trigger. Yes, yeah, it does. Yeah, 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 yeah. That it is like there is a way that this could have worked as a legitimate, like, just through line sequel to Chrono Trigger. Of Luca went on to do this thing that created unforeseen ramifications in time, and now you've got to fix those. Right. Mm -hmm. But instead, it's like, nah. The purpose of this game is to destroy Chrono Trigger. Yeah, a little bit, and I'm like, but why? Um, they wanted a darker story. Yeah, like I mean, that's the reason why they like wrote Radical Dreamers in the first place, right? But again, like when you have time travel, my favorite thing about time travel is that you can write timelines where things are really messed up, right? Mm. But then at the end, you fix it. Yeah. But this just seems to be like, nah, you are the antithesis of Chrono Trigger, and your very existence defies the will of the heroes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, more or less. And I'm like, but why, though? Like, why, why is... from an authorial standpoint? Yeah. Because he... I don't... He... Uh... It is. There's no way to explain it. There's no way it's, reason why they're being. This is why Chrono Trigger fans don't like Chrono Trigger. I Cross. just, I <laughs> yeah. just wanted to fuck over everyone you love and make it your fault. Yeah, basically. Yeah, but, 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 <laughs> but you have the Chrono mm -hmm. Cross. Mm -hmm. Okay, you've gone yeah, to the beach. You, got that. you see the Chrono Cross, the Chrono Trigger kids, yep. and. They're actually kind of chill this time. They're very chill because they realize they need to explain everything else. Yes. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, he needed more info. You want thing. the best? You you want the maybe the the best plot twist in the entire game? No. <laughs> when I said this was Belthasar's plan, what if this was actually Shala's plan? Okay, sure. So you see, what happened was this: Belthasar mm -hmm. learned about all this and started putting into place his plans to I kind of fix everything. But uh -huh. the only impetus why this even happened in the first place was that Shala, while she was merging with Lavos, heard a kid cry out one night. Now, that kid was a three-year-old Surge being bitten by a panther demon. Okay. Now, she felt so sad for this child that her sadness caused a giant storm to erupt that knocked fate offline for like an hour or so. This allowed 
for Miguel and Wazuki to or Wazaki to get uh into Chronolopolis. Now, while they were there, that's how they got in contact with the frozen flame. Now, by doing so is of course how everything kind of got set up, but Shala wasn't done there. Uh-huh. During that time, she was also able to essentially create a clone of herself and send it back in time or forward in time or sideways in time. Don't really know. Basically on Luca's doorstep with her pendants. She basically made herself a clone of herself named Kid. <laughs> How many times have you just let out a big sigh this episode? It's really good. I'm a big fan. Okay, the problem is, the problem is there's a part of that I really like. Yeah. Yeah. I Okay, there, there are parts of this I really like. I really actually kind of like that Lavos hit the 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 end of time or the destruction of time the the time mm. void yeah yeah and was like well, nah fuck that I ain't going out like that right mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm a oh there's there's this sage chick over here I'm gonna merge with her and I'm a fuck your timeline yeah. I'll be back like that's cool I like that happening I like Shala being like nah I ain't gonna let you do that. I'm mm-hmm. I'm gonna do my own time thing, and we're we're gonna see whose time thing wins. I like the idea that fate as a machine is like I must preserve the timeline. Right. Mm-hmm. That is my prime directive. I will preserve the timeline, and Shala then has to be like, no, if you preserve the timeline, Lavos is acting outside the timeline. You're actually helping Lavos without meaning to. I need to circumvent you somehow. Mm-hmm. That is an interesting conflict of, like, these forces needing to, like, fighting each other in time. But then she's like, no, I was just really sad and I made a storm. Yeah. And then a baby of myself. And then a baby. I made a baby. Yeah. 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 Yeah, you, you, You never got sad before and made a baby? Like. No. Oh, I mean. That's how I got born. Like. Yeah, that that happens. That does happen, but usually not this directly. Oh, <laughs> uh, oh, I guess I should give the capper to all this because this is probably like yeah. the finally end of it. Sure. Do you know what the name of this project was? Was it the Kid Project? Project Kid. Yes. Yeah. Why? Belthasar reveals that. Yes, I. Because once again, Belthasar is just able to plan everything. Right. It's great. So kids tell you all this, and they're like, okay. You need to go in and defeat the Time Devourer, but it's not going to be the way you think you're going to have to defeat him. Just keep that in mind. Anyways, yeah. go and fight him. So, like, you fight the Time Devourer. It looks like Lavos with, like, a weird mm-hmm. blonde lady uh, just hanging out. Sure. And it's actually a very interesting final fight because there's no music, first off. Yeah, it's mm. creepy. And if you, just, if you just beat up the Time Devourer, you get the bad ending. It's like, Time Devourer uh-huh. for Devourer's time. Good job, idiot. Yeah, fair He's, enough. Because you see, the whole elements you've been using were made by the Dragonians and whatnot. Mm. And um, it turns out they are kind of like in tuned with the planet. Mm. And if you use them in a certain way, they will resonate with the Chrono Cross and can do magical things. Mm. And you learn this actually in the Terror Tower. Uh, there's like a scene where you see all the elements, like the raw elements and whatnot, and they all do a particular tone and whatnot. Uh-huh. And so you basically have to fight Lavos in or the Time Devourer in a very specific way 
where you cast certain elements, it casts certain elements in order to form a musical, like a little musical riff. Right. That will cause the Chrono Cross to activate, split Shala off, cast that Lavos back into the darkness, and then rescue Shala. Okay. Yeah, it's actually kind of a cool yeah. final fight. Yeah, I actually really like yeah. it. Yeah, like it, 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 I feel like it thematically, you know, you're working with the planet. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's, it's it's kind of like this reconciliation between right. people and, and the planet. And I, I like that that element of that Lavos also Lavos also took control of the dragon god yeah. after mm-hmm. it fell into the darkness between time, and it's like. I think it works better if you don't act like the planet chooses favorites. Right. Mm. Well, if it's just like, well, yeah, the dragon god was blessed by the planet, but so is humanity. So were the reptites. Like, everything that lives on the planet is blessed by the planet. Right. Mm-hmm. But Lavos used that yeah. La- through the dragon god. Lavos is a parasite. Lavos is, right. yeah. is foreign. And... Um, and so at the end of the day, it's, you know, Belthazar is this big planner and Lavos, mm. it's really the Belthazar Lavos war with the planet right. caught mm-hmm. in between. And, yep. and also every character that you meet and control are also caught in between. Right. Mm. And finally, Surge does the only thing that is, um, has an effect <laughs> really, <laughs> which was Belthazar's right. plan the whole time. Um, turns yeah. out Belthazar was right. <laughs> right yeah i feel like this would work better if belthazar just did like 50 percent less of the stuff that happens yeah yeah, yeah 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 like if if things were just allowed to fall into place by coincidence this would be a better story yeah, yeah I agree. it would be agreed <laughs> <laughs> but no belthazar was behind it all that that is the point where so many stories just fall to ruin is like trying to explain the mastermind behind everything. Mm-hmm. It's like, you know, stuff's just allowed to happen for plot reasons. <laughs> yeah. And it, you definitely feel like with like Balthasar showing up the last minute to explain everything he was doing twice mm-hmm. in right. the final dungeon. Uh, and then like the three shadow kids, it's like, oh, you just... You felt like this story wasn't really explained well enough. You decided to just throw everything out there. Right. Oh, okay. Cool, I guess. Right. Uh, yeah, it's it, it's really too bad. Because like, like you said, like a lot of the kernels of the story are actually very, very good. Yeah, right. I do enjoy quite a bit of it, but yeah. Yeah. It doesn't quite come the, together. Yeah. The, the ultimate mm. driving force doesn't get to... Mm. It also means that your characters are literally just servants to fate. Yeah. Yeah, you fight against a thing called fate, but it turns out uh, everything was more or less predestined by this one old man. Congratulations. Yeah. Oh, wait, what happened to fate again? Oh, I fate for- died. Yeah, you you, you murdered fate. It. Yeah, cool. Okay. Yeah. So to wrap everything up, you separate Shala from Lavos and like the dimensions all become one. And it's basically just one prime dimension where like, hey, Surge gets to live, but Lavos doesn't murder everything. Congratulations. Okay. Cool. Uh, it, like, and she like brief. It merges together. And it's very much like, you know, the, the happiest ending there can be. You know, everyone right. who was alive or dead, everyone who was dead in one timeline is now alive in, in the merge timeline. You know, like it's, okay. yeah. it's, it's happy times. It's a, it's a good it's ending. happy times. Right. In tr- including Chrono and Luca? Um, oh, no, they, they did. Well, I mean, okay. I feel like it's kind of implied that maybe you did save them, though. 
Oh, huh, maybe. I don't know. It's never. Nothing is ever said. N- never explicitly. Yeah. Said. Yeah. Okay. Um. What happened to Guardia? Oh, I mean, that's still probably burned to the ground. I imagine. But maybe it's Why? not. Why? Listen, time well, travel. Why? Why did Guardia need to get destroyed though? Uh, Balthazar's plan. <laughs> Yeah, Balthazar's plan. Nah, not really. Okay. That, was just, that was just Dalton being a jerk, and he wanted to just give you a reason to not go back to Guardia, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> There's literally no plot reason. It's not relevant to anything. Nope. No, it's not. Didn't need to happen, but it did. Congrats. I guess if Chrono was around, it would be too straightforward of an answer. Right. Like, yeah, why wouldn't you just go ask Chrono for help? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been a good solution, but yeah. So yeah, no, the, fortunately, Guardia, Guardia had to die for reasons. Right. Which you know I Dude, feel like then you could have just had Fate pull Chrono into a time pocket or something. Yeah, or something just like that. Be like, nah, no, nah, Chrono can't. No, 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 he's got to go. But you know who didn't die? Shala. Mm. Yeah. And, and Shala's like, hey, thanks, Serge. That's great. Uh, you're going to forget everything. Oh. But you get to live, so that's great. I guess now, that's fair, timeline and all. <laughs> yeah, so you end up uh, getting treated to an ending where you see a mysterious woman who's heavily implied to be Shala, like recording her experience of her adventures in a diary. And mm. you also see like a wedding photo of Kid and Serge as well. And then she's like, I need to now go find Serge. Which is like, but you're, wait, aren't you married? What? That, yeah, and don't worry. The There's last... a lot of problems with that. There's a lot of problems with that, honestly. The last thing you see, though, is a live action cutscene of a woman dressed as kid standing in Tokyo as people walk by. God, why every time? That made me why so every mad. Time? <laughs> I was so angry at that ending as a kid. <laughs> yeah. Square game makers are so obsessed with, but what if they went to Tokyo? Yeah, I mean. <laughs> Once again, to date this podcast, uh, the Kingdom Hearts Four trailer just released. Yes. This morning. Oh, yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. What if What if Afterlife was Tokyo? Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. <laughs> what oh. if a giant lady showed up in Tokyo and you had to do a rhythm action sequence against <laughs> her on a dragon? Yeah. What if? And then eventually that leads to robots somehow. What if that happened? Huh. Uh, what if that happened? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, it's 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 up there with lightning becoming a model in real life Tokyo. Like it's <laughs> destiny it just, is it, destiny. That's the destiny of all Square Enix characters. Um, even ones you wouldn't expect, like the dude from Secret of Evermore. They're all going to end up living in Tokyo one day. Yeah, they sense. need to stop. They need to stop. But what if Tokyo? They need to stop. <laughs> it's never good. They need to stop. And, I agree. But what if Tokyo? What no. if Tokyo? But what if Tokyo? <laughs> and that is the end of Chrono Cross. And for the moment, the end of the Chrono series in general. So there have been a few, well, I won't say, maybe attempts, maybe not. It is hard to say. There have been multiple trademarks that have been filed over the years for new, potentially new Chrono sequels, such as Chrono Break, um, uh, among others, that have been you know, filed by Square, that have gotten fans very excited about the potential of a new Chrono sequel. But then they let it lapse. But that, yeah, and then they will let it lapse, and then they'll renew it again. And it's it's usually a good five to seven year cycle. Yeah. But at the moment, it doesn't look like there's any indication there's going to be a new Chrono sequel. 
Uh, this is not to say that uh, the people behind Chrono Trigger and Chrono Cross have not expressed excitement about potentially doing one. Uh, and there's been a couple of spiritual like successors that have been done at Square, like I Am Setsuna and whatnot. Which I didn't uh, like very much. Me neither. Yeah. yeah mm. not, a, not a big fan of that one. Yeah. Now, once again, as of this recording, the Chrono Cross remaster has come out, and it is not an unknown thing for Square to release remaster to kind of test the market to see if they right. want a new one. So right. who knows? Maybe if that sells well, we'll get a new sequel and whatnot. Um, you know, supposedly they're making a new mana game because of how well Trials of Mana did. So who knows? Uh, it, 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 could, it could happen. I personally am not holding we... my breath, and I have no idea what they would do with it. But... I, I've been holding yeah. my breath for 25 years. <laughs> okay, yeah. I, I have I have to ask a really difficult question, which okay. is, do you want a sequel at this point? No. Because it's got to build on top of Chrono Cross. I don't think it has And to. that's a shaky foundation. I don't think it has to build yeah, on top I... of Chrono Cross at all. Like, okay, so you're right in the fact that the very nature of this thing being a timeline hopper means that you can just start from wherever yeah. and say whatever. But, like, why wouldn't you just make a new thing? Like, the whole point of a sequel is to call back to the prequel. Well, okay, so I, 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 you said, Mike, that you, you don't want a sequel, right? Yeah, I, I'm not. I, so I, I am, I am in team wants a sequel, mm. and I think there's okay. a couple ways you could do it. I think mm. you could do it Final Fantasy style, in that, what if you just made a game about time travel, with mm. okay. with sure. Mitsuda doing some music and Masato Keita mm. writing a plot that doesn't necessarily have to do anything with the world that they build. You know, you right. can build a whole new world, um, right? Or I don't see why you couldn't just do like another story with like the world that they've built, which is kind of a cool world, um, mm. and just like shift it forward like fifty years, right? You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like new characters, obviously, maybe some old characters too, because there's time travel, you know, right? Um, maybe I can recruit forty five characters, and some of them are old ones. <laughs> that would be cool, right? Um, I don't know. I think. I think. There's room to grow. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't think that Chrono Trigger is some unassailable masterpiece that shouldn't be all. I mean, I love an HD remake, honestly. Right. Um, like, give me, give me something in the vein of the Pixel Remasters or even like what they're doing with Dragon Quest III. Um, mm -hmm. But I, I think there's, I think there's room for it, you know? Uh, time travel is in infinitely uh, okay. sort of mm. usable plot device. So why mm. not? Let me let me let me ask you the monkey paw question. Yeah, 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 yeah. Have you played Final Fantasy VII remake? Yes. Yeah, it's great. How would how would you feel about Chrono Trigger remake? Well, okay. I mean, it, you, I I feel like I can hear the tone in your voice. I loved Final mm -hmm. Fantasy VII remake. I ultimately did too i think it rules. i have my gripes i think it rules but... i love the changes to the whole timeline stuff i'm so excited mm. for how, what weirdness happens give me right. more of that and if they want to do that what... with chrono trigger all day baby okay okay so if they if they were just like did starts with chrono trigger but then this is actually your sequel oh that's and oh chrono, that rules chrono's that gonna go to good. 5000 ad now okay okay that sounds great yeah that sounds great 
you play all the way up to like the Guardia escape and you go through the portal to 2380, but, but instead you go somewhere else. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. that would be amazing. Yeah, like <laughs> I feel like Chrono Trigger is not as while it has obviously this huge sort of mythological place in the JRPG pantheon, um, FF7 is a cultural touchstone. Um, mm-hmm. And so, mm-hmm. like, yes. it, it, the way that FF7 Remake is playing with expectations and whatnot, uh, it might not be as effective with Chrono Trigger, but it would be for me, because I fucking love that game. Right. Yeah, <laughs> same. same. No, I think, it, I think it would hit for a lot of people. Yeah. Hmm. yeah. That sounds great. I'm into that. Well, hopefully one day Square will do that. But I think that's going to do it for us today. Alex, Matt, do you have any final thoughts? I have one. Okay. If the ultimate what if timeline of every square RPG is but what if Tokyo, does that make Fast and the Furious a square RPG? Yes, because I mean it's about family and coming together. Yes, and, and making your enemies your friends. Go to Tokyo. Yeah. 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 Yes. At at some unclear point in time. And I think by <laughs> virtue of that, if we talk about you know the altered timelines, the extended square universe vis-a-vis Dissidia, vis-a-vis various music mm-hmm. games, uh, Kingdom Hearts, I think that makes Lil Bow Wow a Disney princess. Yeah, yeah, that checks out. Yeah. I'm following. On oh, the whole car is a steed. It's great. <laughs> uh. Cool, that's the, that's the next episode of this podcast, is talking about Tokyo Drift. <laughs> I would not say no to that, actually. Uh, <laughs> uh, Matt, do you have anything for us? Um, I mean, all I can say is, uh, you know, the Chrono series is very near and dear to my heart. Um, mm. But you know what? It, it doesn't have to be. Like, it's fine. You know, you just leave it as yeah. it is. It's, <laughs> yeah, totally. Everyone should probably play this, these games. At least the first one. Everyone should play Chrono Trigger, I think. Yeah. It's that seems a reasonable statement. It's it's easy enough to get into. Listener, if you've never played Chrono Trigger, give it a shot. You've never played Chrono Cross, that's fine. <laughs> like, you don't have to. <laughs> go, go on YouTube and watch the intro for just yeah. like a blast of Square at the height of their presentation in '99, right? Mm-hmm. And just like pressing the envelope and as far as audio visual presentation, and then go find some like cool orchestral covers of Time Scar because there have been some great, Which the, great. Yes, mm-hmm. there are a lot and. There are many good ones. Indeed, indeed. How come indeed, they didn't, indeed. like, okay, so couldn't Shala mm. have just gotten back in time and gotten Norstein Beckler to make a clone of Shala and put her <laughs> on top of the Tide of Hour? And then, like, that would have been, because it would have just been a mindless doll. I don't know why, they, why is Norstein Beckler not more important? <laughs> Shala just doing some slight hand and shifting her body with a fake one being like, I'm out. Yeah. Going to Tokyo. <laughs> I'm going to Tokyo, baby. <laughs> Just go to Tokyo. Love <laughs> was just being like, oh, that Shala, that Wily one. I'll uh, get you yet. She got me. She's in Shibuya. Ah. Uh. <laughs> uh. Wait, do you think if Lavo shows up in Tokyo, it'll just be the naked lady from Drakengard? These are the, that is these a reference the, I got. Is, went is, over is, Chrono, is Chrono Cross actually part of the Drakenir series? I mean, one can only hope. Yeah, I think that makes the most sense. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, Alex, Matt, 
Thank you for joining me as always. Uh, Matt, do you want to plug anything before we go? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitch, uh, twitch.tv slash cartridge blowers, or find me on Twitter at cart underscore blowers. Mm. I, I, I tweet about uh, dumb things a lot. Mm -hmm. like, they're good dumb things. <laughs> uh, I, I, I was fine with you just agreeing. <laughs> but yeah, no, I, we, we love dumb things here. We do. We do. All right. Well, I appreciate you two joining us, and I appreciate you, viewer, for listening to us. Uh, you Remember, you can find other episodes at ftp.podbean.com or search through for Fallen Through Plot Holes or FTP on your podcast service of choice. And remember to re leave us a review. It does help with us being surfaced, and it's always nice to get some feedback, uh, negative, positive, anywhere in between. But with that, I think we're going to go ahead and sign off, everyone. Take care, everybody. Take care. And, you know... Time travel responsibly. Time travel responsibly. Don't drink and time travel.